Another trip to the Titanic. Another captain who didn't listen. The Ocean Gate should have been the one who built. I think that's I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified uh, because I wasn't really studying it. I wasn't really interested. Stockton Rush asked me if I wanted to go out there and dive. I don't think that um, things can go uh, too much further with the view that uh, law enforcement, particularly the FBI, the Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. Um, the nation can stand and, uh, under those circumstances. news with resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle so this week yeah everyone was gripped by this submersible going <clears> to <throat> visit the titanic and everyone's waiting there's these five kabajillionaires on board they're running out of oxygen there was some like knock three times on the ceiling if you hear me kind of noises heard and then come to find out it actually just imploded they were already dead now all, while time. all this is going on We've got the Hunter Biden literal like slap on the wrist. We've been waiting. So I think it was a deflection from the Hunter Biden story. I think they knew from day one it had imploded. They're like, hey, I got a great idea. They did. Let's draw this out. They knew since Sunday. They knew. So why were they keeping it? And the, what they did to those poor families. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Durham report, AMC canceling a detransitioning uh, documentary. That's to me the lowest of absolute low. Mm -hmm. That and Ted Cruz. We got all, so much more coming up right after this break. Don't go anywhere unless you're going to grab a friend. We are very excited to spend this week's headline news with you. Okay, so as Leah spills water leading into this first half of this awesome show on the Brighton Network. Well, I was just getting into the mood of the, the shipwreck. The water? The shipwreck. But we're not covering that story yet. I'm getting ready for about. it. I'm, I'm trying to see what it would feel like to have a, to drown. a submarine just implode upon you. First of all, I don't think water is, the, is your worry at that point. I think Drowning, just, you don't think in, that's no, it? No, it's incineration, actually. It's instant Fire. incineration. Yeah, our friend uh, Kansas, you guys know him as the Kansas Cowboy, he's like... They would have turned to ash. And I'm like, ash, water. You would think it, yep, but no. Just totally imploding. All right, speaking of ash, Leah, what is a woman? What is a woman? What do you think one is? Are you one? Would you define yourself? Do you identify as? I've never really thought about it. Until I don't even the past like being called a woman. You know I what I'm saying? It. I hate it. Because as you age, I always, as a, when I was younger, woman was like an old lady. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to be called a woman because I, it made me feel old. Ladies is about as uh, old as I can get. Don't call us women. Like, I'm, I give, do it for everyone else, but for Leah you know, people tell us all the time. The girls. They say, is it rude to call you the girls? I'm like, just don't call please, us the women. Please call us the girls. You know what I'm saying? I like it. Okay, so, but what is a woman? There's this uh, ad adult human female phrase 
that gets spread around. Even that, I feel like, is um, weird. It's it's a bit too much for me. It's a bit too much. A, a bit too much. It's it's a word that describes itself. You know, that's so like good. Is. You didn't even plan that. What is air? What, what is this? Yeah, breathe it. You know, what is a woman? It's so, almost like God. I am that I am. I so am woman. Is, you just are it. So what is a female, and what would be women's sports, and why do we have women's sports? I always thought it was we had women's sports because there were certain things that men could do better. And in order to allow women to compete, they had a whole category for women. Co-ed softball. Leah and I have played co-ed softball. And when we are playing female, like, you know, female sports, we are the best of the best. And we get to play all the really best, the be the really best, the really great positions, first base, shortstop, pitcher, all these things, right? But when you play co-ed, I don't care how good you are. Most of the time, they put you in right field. No. Yeah, I'm saying. I got to. I always played all the good positions. But co -ed. by and large, the women have to don't get Honestly, to play. Honestly, I think the softball good is a great equalizer of a sport. Nah. That's why they have co-ed softball. Yeah, but I'm just but saying. It, you know, with co-ed softball, they actually make you have three, at least three girls. They do. They do because it would be unfair for you to have a team of all men in a co-ed softball. Yeah, so Ted yeah. Cruz was asking, there was a hearing on women's sports, specifically for college sports. And Ted Cruz kept asking one of the presenters, well, how do you just define a woman and why do we even have women's sports? And I want you guys to hear this. Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition okay, happened, I'm, I'm gonna try again. the rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context. Of the is that conversation a yes? that we're having, I think that there are definitions related is, is, to sex. Is, is, is that a yes? Yeah. So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. Oh, I, is I'm, there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. Let me gender. ask you this question then: Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex My is different question, than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, do women's sports, sports have a great exist? value? I mean, Senator, I'll tell you right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Mr. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter into the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. You know what I hate about that? Every time he said, will you answer the question? She's like, well, absolutely. 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 You know what that makes you? A, a liar. liar. Okay, you just lied right through your teeth, lady, multiple times about, oh, I'm going to answer the question. Absolutely. I'm just trying to add context. Da, 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 da. 
I can't even with this woman. Well, I, I think that she was trained really well, whoever coached her. Oh, absolutely. And you know, if you go into something with confidence, everyone I, will believe you. You know, it. these things, like with Hillary Clinton, I, I learned her, what she, she, she'd say, I do not recall. These people come up with a lot of really good statements that I would never come up with on how to uh, lie. Oh my gosh. And, and you know who lies up. a lot and it's the complete um, Andrew Tate. And we're going to do a show on that at some mm. point. Okay. That boy lies through his teeth like nobody's business. Here, you said this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You liar. So this is this is trained into people. And I think it's also demonic. Oh, abs absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It is. So guys, put in your comp, put in your comp, put in the comments. Why do we have women's sports? Why do we have women's sports, Michelle? We have women's sports because sports require physical activity and men are stronger than women and it is not fair to pit women against men or men against women when they have an an unfair advantage. You know, and it really comes to play during puberty because I remember when I was like in first grade and, and in first grade we just had races and girls and boys were about the same. Mm -hmm. I remember winning, you know, beating boys in, in foot races. But the more and the... the, the the older you get, the farther apart you get in your abilities and how fast you are, how strong you are. And that's why we have girls sports and boys sports. And do you know, and I've said this before, but it bears repeating, although you should know this already, but not everybody does. It's not just a matter of literal size. You could weigh the same. Your arms oh, can be sure. the same. Your legs can be the same size. And there is something that is a freak of nature or a blessing from God designed in men that literally makes them stronger. Men and women are completely different. It's, yes. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I love it. Too. All right. We're going to, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to go underwater. Now this week, I think everybody was posting about this submarine. Can we call it a sub? What's the difference between a submersible, submersible. and a submarine? I don't know. Just call it a submarine. Isn't submarine like underwater? Isn't marine like water? And yeah, but I think a submarine is like larger. Well, know. submersible. I, I don't like the term submersible. I feel like it's not descriptive enough. Just say submarine. Um, can I say submarine? It's we my show. Are living. I don't All right. So there was this uh, this group of uh, uh, people who Could said that it would be a really great thing. People are very obsessed with the Titanic. Um, I didn't know this, but they really people want to go see the wreckage. People, I have no desire to do it. Do you have a desire? To, do you have a desire to do it? Thousand feet. I don't. I don't need to go down there. I, I know don't what want happens. to go, down, go under, down there. Listen, I don't like to go underwater more than twenty feet. Like twelve thousand feet is ridiculous. Here's the thing. I don't want to go into space where we're not supposed to be. We are, and designed. I don't want to go down underwater where I'm not supposed to be. I don't have fins. I don't have gills. I'm not, now there's a lot of people that do scuba diving, and I'm not knocking your scuba thing. But twelve thousand feet, man. Mm. Uh, here's the thing. I don't want to be. A far so far from the surface that I can't make my way back up if something goes wrong. I don't want to be so far from the surface that the pressure of the water would crush a thing. You know, uh, the director who did the um, the underwater Avatar, yeah. Cameron David mm -hmm. Cameron. There's a whole world of submersible people, and it's a very small world. And he actually said he come he came out this week and said that. Uh, many people had been contacting OceanGate, telling them, the company, you have to certify. Now, I didn't know you could certify these submersibles, the ones that, you know, there were, there were parts that sometimes they just use zip ties on. 
there are, there's there's so much to this story. I feel like you need to clarify when you said there's a whole world of submersible people. Um, is this a whole other show? Is this another show we're talking about? I mean, this is people who are in going underwater. I'm like, is there some sort of city I don't know of where people like to dwell as far as they can? Like, I like to I like to live with people. oxygen tanks and live underwater. Yeah, there's a small group of people who understand what it takes to go underwater for long periods of time and deep underwater. <laughs> so he he said that you know he had concerns. So I want you guys to see this clip. Aboard the missing tourist sub are presumed dead after the, what the Coast Guard calls a catastrophic implosion. The latest, please. A remotely operated vehicle found the nose, the cone, and other debris of that submersible on the seafloor just 1,600 feet from the iconic Titanic shipwreck that they were going to explore. So they're close together at the bottom of the ocean. The Coast Guard said the submersible suffered a catastrophic implosion. This is a incredibly unforgiving uh, environment down there uh, on the seafloor, uh, and uh, the debris is consistent with a catastrophic uh, implosion of uh, the vessel. And so uh, we'll continue to uh, work and continue to uh, search uh, the area uh, down there. The Navy said it detected implosion sounds days ago, but the data they had wasn't definitive and they continued their search effort. The Titan's owner, OceanGate, says, quote, this is a very sad time for the entire explorer community and for each of the family members of those lost at sea. We respectfully ask that the privacy of these families be respected during this most painful time. Now, robots will continue to search the ocean floor. Um, there's a possibility that the five men's bodies are never recovered because of the conditions underground. Well, that's underwater. where we are now. All right, yeah. Lauren, thanks very much. And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me. The carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. Another trip to the Titanic. Another captain who didn't listen. The rule he broke? Constructing the Titan out of carbon fiber and titanium. As pointed out by Igor Sushko on Twitter, these materials are known for their strength, but also their brittleness. Ocean Gate shouldn't have been doing what it was doing. I think that's pretty clear. I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. Monday morning when I first found out about the incident, got on a whole bunch of calls and emails. It's a small community. Within an hour and a half, I had the following information. They were on descent, they were at 3,500 feet, they lost comms, and tracking. The last one being the critical one, because the, the transponder that's used to track a sub during descent and on the bottom is a fully autonomous system. It's in its own pressure housing, and it has its own battery power. So for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. I, for days, I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. So here we have the kind of facts laid before us now that they were withholding from us all week while we're all reading every article with bated breath going, oh my gosh, because we've all seen movies where you're going to run out of air or something and we're just like, oh my gosh, this is real life and we're tuning in. When they knew... They knew they lost the comms. They lost the tracking. There's only one thing that would account for that. And so, Leah, who feeds the mainstream media the stories? 
you know, I don't really know what happened here because it's very interesting. The, the, the conspiracy theory goes like this. Hunter Biden's charges were going to be dropped this week. Mm. And the uncovering that the ocean gate imploded came out the same day. So convenient. That the IRS whistle, new IRS whistleblower uh, transcripts were being released you around know, the same time. I want to be clear, though. Lee and I don't take conspiracy theories so far as to say that this was planned in order to cover up. Yeah, under. I don't. I think, think yeah. it was a present that landed in their lap and there. And you know how these meetings go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this. Um, this this submersible thing and and they're not really sure what happened to it they think it might have exploded and yada 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 and then someone comes up with the bright idea i got a great idea oh my gosh we don't know what happened to it so let's just drag this story out let's sensationalize it people will bite james cameron says it was a nightmarish charade the families needed to know right away your family's gone They knew it. Mm -hmm. The United States military knew it on Sunday. They knew that it, and we, I guess we do have more technology than we're letting on. And they did know. Why did they wait? So that would be the question, though. Why Why wait? We are surmising from this. Yeah. It was a cover-up for the Hunter Biden story. Maybe there was some other reason. Mm -hmm. But it sure was helpful. It sure was helpful. It sure was, it was very uh, convenient that this whole week there was a lot going on. So John Durham had a, there was a hearing, uh, where John Durham came and testified Mm -hmm. and we learned a lot about why weren't there more charges. Did you know John Durham only brought two criminal cases in this and he lost both of them? He lost them. He lost them. Um, and the, the, it was, there were, McCabe wasn't charged. Mm -hmm. McCabe wasn't even interviewed. Yeah. Comey wasn't even interviewed. Hillary Clinton wasn't interviewed. So what are you doing in this investigation where you're supposed to be investigating? Is there any investigating going on in this investigation? It reminds me of when Comey said, you know, she did break some rules. She probably broke the law, but we're not going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And the, the Clinton campaign all came out and said, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, he had to do something. He yeah. had to do a small explosion, a, a, a controlled demolition. So what they did with the Trump-Russia collusion, what Bill Barr and 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 our... Who has said, by the way, that he would John testify Durham. against Trump. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I missed that. Because I would testify against Trump. It was in the Epoch Times. Wow. So Bill Barr and John Durham colluded together. Mm-hmm. How do we do a controlled demolition? We... Let it go out as long as we can. You have to look like you are pro-Trump. Yep. You have to take a few hits from the Democrats. And then you have to show nothing. Whatever you do, don't show anything. Don't right. don't push anything. So I've got a ton of clips for you guys on that. Uh, we'll probably do in the our after show. I've got a ton of clips, but I've also got some uh, for this part of the show. But um, before we go to break, I want to play the clip I have on the IRS whistleblowers and uh, the Hunter Biden's uh, complete sweetheart deal where you and I would go to jail for a very long time and he's not going to see any jail time and just a couple misdemeanors. Let's see this. And attended last night's state dinner ahead of his expected guilty plea to tax charges. House Republicans have just revealed testimony from two IRS officials who claim there was sweeping misconduct in the Biden investigation. 
IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley spoke to congressional investigators in May. He said IRS investigators recommended charges for tax evasion, filing a false tax return for the tax years 2014, 2018, and 2019, all felonies, plus charges for failure to file or pay several years. Those are misdemeanors. A conviction on these charges could bring hefty fines and up to five years in prison. But the plea deal filed this week by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney David Weiss said the president's son agreed to enter guilty pleas for two misdemeanor tax charges. As part of the deal, Biden will avoid full prosecution on a separate gun charge. Shapley also alleged there was a recovered 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese businessman over an outstanding payment stating, quote, I am sitting here with my father. We would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Hunter Biden allegedly texted, according to the transcript, I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. In 1979, Chuck Berry was found guilty of tax invasion. Chuck Berry went to federal prison. Tax evasion. Last week, we heard that Joe Biden's son reached a plea deal for exactly the same crime that put Chuck Berry behind bars. Joe Biden is only looking at a couple of misdemeanors. No jail time is expected. You're behind enemy lines. Tax crimes used to be one of the biggest offenses for proponents of big government. Not even the famous were let off the hook. Wesley Snipes served three years in prison for tax evasion. The baseball player, Daryl Strawberry, served three months. The musician, Lauren Hill, three months. Pete Rose, five months. They even threw Martha Stewart in jail. If this is where you find yourself today, you are behind enemy lines. Hunter Biden was also given a sweetheart diversion deal for lying about his drug use when he purchased a firearm. This despite photos of Hunter brandishing his firearm while high on drugs. Then today in the Daily Mail, they break the blockbuster. It started as an investigation into Hunter Biden, I guess, expensing uh, his prostitutes and his in, in the sex trafficking, Garrett Ziegler. Yes, so what's happened is that two line agents from the IRS have come forward and through whatever motive, they don't want to be the fall guy, they're disgusted at the prosecutors. That's the, that's the thesis from yesterday when everybody sees this news. And so what does it show? Very simply that, like you said, they started this investigation because Hunter was patronizing foreign-based pornography websites. Okay, and not just that, he had the gall to then list those expenses for a Wasco PC uh, as a business expense. Uh, to Hunter Biden, having a sex capade is just, you know, part, it's, it's cost of doing business for him. Uh, and so obviously this is illegal, a federal felony, uh, but he's going to get away with a miss. In those years, those IRS whistleblower investigators claimed that, that Hunter Biden owed more than $300,000 in federal taxes for money that he received from 
countries like China, Romania, Ukraine. I mean, some of the gifts and payments that Hunter Biden received included an $80,000 diamond, $140,000 plus Porsche. It's absolutely absurd. It's crazy. It's unacceptable. It shows how the wealthy and those politically connected to the Biden administration are treated differently. And then what did he get on it? He got a slap on the wrist when most Americans would have jail time. That's the bottom line. Like you said earlier, we would be in jail. They put that, um, like uh, Lauren Hill. I mean, she's an amazing singer. They, they, they put her in jail. You know what? Hunter Biden needs to go to jail. And for a multitude of things, forget tax evasion. He's a literal um, terrorist to our country. I mean, he is, what's the name of the guy that that tur- was a turncoat in the Revolutionary War? Benedict Arnold. He's a Benedict Arnold to our nation, all yeah. right? So we've got so much more coming up on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about Trump saying the COVID vaccine saved 100,000 lives. The a kids, million. No, excuse me, 100 million lives. We've got the John Durham was part of the Russiagate cover-up and so much more coming up on the other side of these amazing messages from our sponsors for Brighteon.tv. All right, so breaking news. We harvested honey this week. I did two videos on that. You can find that on our Brighton channel, brighton.com, resistance chicks. So I am a massive proponent of two things in this whole world, Manuka essential oil and honey, Mm. because I raise bees. So you don't have to have your own bees or your own Manuka plant. You can go to the Brighton store and get one of nature's most powerful, potent healing products on the planet Planet. in their Manuka honey. Yes. Okay, you could put that stuff on wounds. Oh, like no, I you kid do. you Doctors not. Doctors do. They like, put it in is, band-aids. Like, you can buy Manuka honey it's, band-aids it's now. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I don't care how much it costs. It's worth it. And it's on sale right now if you go to thebrighteonstore.com and use promo code CHICKS where you'll save 5% on your order. So this is one way that you can get healthy products yeah. for you, for your family, and also support the greatest network on the internet right now with the most phenomenal people. Okay, so there it is, the Manuka honey. The more you buy, the more you save. It's literally 13 or 17% off right now. So go and get the Manuka honey. I am telling you guys, you will not be sorry. You will be so glad that you now have something that is going to be incredibly um, impactful for keeping your family healthy. Like you said, Leah, we get burns. We get cuts all the time. That Manuka honey is going to be not only good internally, but good externally. And I cannot, cannot support this product enough, especially as a beekeeper. I'm telling you, if I could have my bees forage on Manuka. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I would love it. People, like, put it on psoriasis. They put it on um, burns. It's, I use Manuka for infection. Are you ready for this? It's the jam. That was my pun. Get I don't it, know. Honey and I maybe. Okay. okay. All right. So support the Brighteon store. Use promo code Chicks, and you'll be supporting us, Mike Adams, and the Brighteon team, which are absolutely phenomenal. So I know uh, we left you guys off with kind of depressing uh, with story, Hunter with Hunter Biden getting uh, off with just a slap on the wrist. So they're not even going to do anything about the gun charge. He lied completely. Lied on the gun form, which is a felony, that what they try to do- These are multiple felonies. So what they do when you're buying a gun, the idea is they, if you lie, you're gonna 
you're the fact that you have to sign whether you do do drugs or whether you are an illegal alien is so that they they can catch you in a in like a process crime later. Yeah. And many mobsters and gangsters have been caught up in like a gun charge like this because they lied about different things like that. So if you and I lied that we were cocaine addicts or whatever, and we we work, you know, we would go to jail. He should go to jail. The tax evasion is very interesting. So in 2014 and 2015 were the most egregious um, tax filings that he had because he was getting um, millions of dollars from foreign entities from mm -hmm. Ukraine and China. Which that's a whole so separate corruption, by the way, that we can address. was slow walk the investigation and um, the investigators wanted a special counsel. So they, a special counsel allows it so that there's no, the statute of limitations is extended. Right. So they slow walked it so they could get past the statute of limitations so that no, we're just not going to look at those uh -huh. parts of your taxes. Why are, where, where are you, why? They know that he didn't pay taxes on this money from uh, China the and money from Ukraine. itself is corrupt. And like I said, would bring its own charges to the Biden family. But, to, but what really slaps in the face is that he expensed prostitution and sex clubs. I can't. He literally expensed them. So Patriot Galley, our mama, comes downstairs and she leaves us a little note here. And I don't mind reading it. Okay, she says, there's Christian answers. The moral of the story is God has laws written in the Bible, in the Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence. When we as a people break those laws or compromise, everyone suffers like with the uh, submarine that imploded because the guy was compromising and cutting corners. Patriot Gallery says all men must repent and do things the right way. Absolutely. Boom, including Hunter Biden. Now, one of the ways that we're going to be doing that coming up this July 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I am so excited about this, and, and this is the first time we're telling anybody really on air about it, is we're going to have a 4th of July celebration that's going to be jam-packed full of events. The Remnant Revolution Tour, with, which, which is put on primarily by Banners for Freedom, is coming to Cincinnati, Ohio. So for three days, you guys can come. This is a completely free event, except for you have to pay to get into some of the things, but like you're not get, sending us any money, right? Just show up. So on day one, right here in our little town of Milford, Ohio, we have something called Sparks in the Parks. So on that, uh, the third, I think it's a Monday, we're gonna be going down there and we're gonna be evangelizing and handing out tickets to see the Sound of Freedom the next day with us. We have bought out 100 seats in a movie theater, and we're going to be e either, you guys can come, you can come for free, we will give you a ticket, just let us know, you can go to resistancechicks.com and register there, come and join us that, that night so that we can hand out these tickets and tell people to come and see The Sound of Freedom, which is going to be phenomenal, the next day you're going to come and see The Sound of Freedom with us in the afternoon, 115, 115 showing at the Milford Showcase Cinema. All of this information, the producers just pulled up the remnantrevolutiontour.com. Go to the events tab and you can see all the different places that they're going to be. So even if you can't join us here in Cincinnati, they will be headed to a town near you, yes. I'm sure. So we want you guys to come to, uh, to this one with us here in Cincinnati. Now, on the 4th of July, we're going to be doing fireworks again in Loveland, Ohio. It's one of the biggest um, firework events that we have in our area. We'll be there. That's more family-friendly fun. We're hoping we may strike up some conversations and witness to people. But if not, we just still have a good time when we watch the fireworks. Then the next day, one of the things that Cincinnati is known for is the Underground Railroad Museum. So we're going to be headed there at 1 o'clock. And then in the evening, we're going to be headed to Oxford, Ohio with Krista Elisha. We have gotten a permit for a park there. I think it's the Memorial Park um, in Oxford, Ohio. 
Ohio, but again, all these details are online and we're going to have a worship event. We're going to have a couple speakers, but mostly we're going to pray. We're going to praise. We're going to have a phenomenal time. And we want you guys so, yeah. to be there with us for the entire thing. If you guys would like to come to the movie, email us at massfaith, M-A-S faith, uh, 33 at gmail.com. I have an easier way. I have a form on resistancechicks.com. Just click on Remnant Revolution Tour. It's right there on the main page. And there is a form. You can just literally fill it out and I will get notified. Yes. And we'll keep a, a ticket aside for you. So yes, absolutely come. We want to see you there. So if you live in the tri-state area that we call Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky, this is for you. Please come bring your families. Plan on spending the three days with us. We are very excited about this event. Banners for Freedom, Remnant Revolution Tour, and Krista Elisha, and Resistance Chicks, and Sound of Freedom, and the Underground Railroad Museum, and fireworks. It literally doesn't get any better than this. This is where you guys want to be for the 4th of July. And again, like I said, if you can't join us for the 4th of July, you can still join the Remnant Revolution Tour because they are making that fish shape across the nation and going to a lot of different states, yes. including seven. September for Bards Fest, September 23rd, where it says Wichita right there in Kansas. We are very excited. We will be there for that. So there's all the different places that they're going to be visiting. And Cincinnati is the stop over the 4th of July. We want you guys to join us. All right. So moving on, Donald Trump was interviewed this week uh, by Brett Brer. And guys, we have to call him out when it when we need to. I want you guys to hear this. And I want to hear your comments on it because he is still backing and supporting the uh, COVID vaccine. Did the COVID vaccine work? It's a, such an interesting question because not only that, I also did the Regenerons of the world, you know, the whole, well, we did a tremendous job on that, uh, but we had a wet vaccine. Now you have difference, you have different COVIDs. You had COVID-19 and then you have different Strange. COVIDs, but we had a, original was COVID-19, which was the roughest one. So I have a Democrat friend who's very smart, Hopefully he votes for me, but he's very smart. He said, I don't understand one thing about you. I watch your rallies. They're incredible. You talk about beating ISIS. You talk about taxes. You talk about uh, regulation. You talk about everything. But you never saw said that I've never heard you talk about how the incredible job you did with the vaccines, because, as you know, I got them done in nine months and it was supposed to take anywhere from five to 12 years. I broke their ass. OK. And you know who doesn't like me too much? The FDA because they were very bureaucratic and I got it done. And he said, you may have saved in the world, throughout the world, a hundred million people and you never talk about it. I said, I really don't want to talk about it because as a Republican, it's not a great thing to talk about because for some reason, it's just not. For some reason? Yeah, for some reason, because people love the vaccines and people hate the vaccines. dissonance and that is straight up lying from trump he doesn't even know why he doesn't know why yes, he does know why he's like some people love him and some people hate him uh donald trump is because they killed people and they're killing people and, maimed and people they're for maiming life. people for life and you're not even talking about or how come there is nothing set up for the victims of the vaccine you know what happens when someone gets injured by like anything someone that's of note and the and they go to the hospital and the president's there and it's just all oh, i'm visiting just because one person got injured from something yeah. one person mad. no and and donald love you buddy buddy but uh some people say i've tried to get to him other people have tried to get to him this is not okay this is absolutely this point, not okay he knows we know people who have told him so i'm telling you what don't tell me that trump doesn't know because at this point i know he knows
I know he knows. I know he knows. Um, it's political now. Yeah, I'm throwing that out there because you guys need to know where he's at. Because you all, I hear people saying, I think he's going to come around on the vaccines. Well, that was this He week. just tripled down. He tripled, quadrupled down. All right, speaking of quadrupling down, there is a documentary on people who are detransitioning from having this horrible surgery done to them by maniacs with knives and hormones and it was supposed to be in theaters. Now, you know, there's all kinds of nasty junk, rated R, rated X, nasty things that you can put in theaters. Mm-hmm. But AMC won't allow a movie, scientifically based movie. They were going to allow it to, uh, it was a detransitioner documentary. And these people, some of them are lefty, some of them are liberal, some of them are very pro-LGBT. At this point, it's and a they, religion. It is a religion. It's not a political stance. It's a religion. Yeah, I want you guys to see the trailer for this documentary that we're all probably going to need to watch now online somewhere. One night, I remember having a dream that I was a boy. I felt so happy after waking up from that dream. It just felt like I was excited to be alive. And then I got up and went and looked in the mirror, and just that happiness was like crushed. Based on the information that I had, that medical transition is by far the best treatment and that you are at risk for suicide if you don't follow that path, I thought I only really had one path that I could take. I became alarmed back in 2019 after I realized I was seeing more kids with gender dysphoria and every single one I referred to the gender clinic was being transitioned. So it's often said that puberty blockers are um, reversible, but the majority of children who are started on puberty blockers, over 95% go on to take cross-sex hormones. Puberty blockers cannot be considered a standalone intervention. If it worked, I'd be very open to it. It's like putting diesel in the petrol tank. There was a study looking at the Swedish population of those who had transitioned that found that those who had transitioned had suicide rates 19 times higher than population-matched controls. Puberty blockers followed by cross-sex hormones. The fact they're being offered outside of clinical trials, despite the fact there's so much unknown about long-term risk, is a scandal in and of itself. It's up to us on the left to walk this back. I want liberals to make room for gender diversity, and that includes masculine girls and feminine boys without telling them that they need to leave their sex category because they are different. Like I said, I have to now live with what I've done. These doctors and therapists put me through this. They had no reason to, except for the fact that I said it. So is it called No Way Back? Is that the name of the yeah, film? No Way Back. So I want to encourage everyone to share this far and wide. We live in a district um, in Milford where there is a massive LGBTQ plus 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 push towards the kids in the school district. There's a lot of teachers. And we live in a very, cons- and here's the difference, guys. We live in a very conservative district yeah. that people vote conservatively and yet 
all of this is going on in our public schools. So don't think that just because you live in a conservative area that your kid is safe from this kind of indoctrination. And we talk about this a lot. When I was a kid, I was somewhat of a tomboy, not a really big one. And I don't think that had this been happening then, it would have really had an effect on me because I, I knew yeah. I was a girl. I had crushes on boys. I was just regular standard. However, I did have some tomboy tendencies and I know that it would have been called out and it would have hurt my feelings. Yeah. So with this, the the title is so fitting. There's no way back. When you cut off your genitalia, when you cut off your your chest, when you cut these things off, there's no way back. There's legitimately no way back. And they're doing this to, it is satanic. It is worship of gods and goddesses. And we have to be able to call it out. And guys, we need to go at this spiritually with spiritual warfare. Yeah, 100%. All right. So I have a excellent clip here from Matt Gates that sums up the Durham um, testimony this week. And if you guys, don't, you guys need to know that Durham is on the inside and Bill Barr is on the inside. And the only one person, the only people coming to save us are going to be Christians who are ready to advance the kingdom. You, you need to see this. Yeah, I, I agree with Mr. Biggs. You've given us testimony today that you're disappointed that the FBI didn't cooperate more, right? That was your testimony. Said that. Yeah, so we're disappointed too, but the difference is when regular folks do things that are wrong and unlawful, there's typically greater effort to try to get those people before a grand jury to, to utilize criminal process where appropriate, not, not for other purposes. And it's just like, oh, well, Bill Priestep, the guy who might have set this whole op in motion, he just didn't want to talk to you about certain things, and you were real accommodating to that. And then Mifsud, the person who juices Papadopoulos to create this predicate that you find improper, you guys, you, I mean, did you ever know who his lawyer was, Mifsud's lawyer? He talked to his lawyer in Europe. Not a, I don't know if so he wait, wait, You could find the guy's States. lawyer, but you couldn't find him? We uh, contacted uh, somebody that we knew had, had, rep had represented him in a, a part of the effort to try to locate him. And you got the lawyer. And then now you're, you're sitting here in front of the judiciary saying you could find the guy's lawyer, but you couldn't effectuate the service of a subpoena because you couldn't find him? Well, you, first you know of all, that sounds? as you may or may not know, we wouldn't have um, the authority to serve a subpoena overseas. Um, the lawyer didn't know where Mifsud was. He was in communication uh, with him, but he claimed not to know where he was. And we were trying to arrange um, an opportunity to talk to Mifsud. Did you take uh, possession of two BlackBerry phones from Mifsud in any way? There were phones that were provided to us by oh, so you could find the phones lawyer. the guy. Correct. Do you see how silly this looks? Like you found the lawyer, you found the phones, but the actual dude who yeah. got ordered by Western intelligence to go start this thing you couldn't find? It, it, it's it's kind of laughable. It seems like more than disappointment. It seems like you weren't really trying to expose the true core of the corruption. That you were trying to you were trying to go at it another way. Yeah. As we said in the um, report and as I said in my opening remarks. We pursued the facts as best we could. Well, how about this fact? That we have. Okay, how about this fact, Mr. Durham? The entire Mueller team does a hard reset on their Apple phone in synchronization to wipe away evidence. Did you investigate that? I've read that. Well, why didn't, did you investigate it? Who gave the order on the Mueller team to, to wipe the phones? Yeah, that was not something that we were um, asked to look at, and we well, didn't No, look that's at not that. true, Mr. Durham. That is not true, because I'm holding document that authorizes your activity and it specifically says 
the investigation of Special Counsel Robert Mueller. It's in par Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the order that says that you're supposed to inter investigate these things. And so, like, whether it's the Mueller team, Mifsud, how about Azra Turk? Azra Turk, what's Azra Turk's real name? Do you know that? I'm not going to be disclosing the names of FBI personnel that are oh, otherwise unavailable. But, but an FBI, so the FBI sends somebody to go honeypot George Papadopoulos. Who gave the order to do that? I think that's beyond the scope of what's in the report. It's literally the scope of what your charging order is. Who put it in motion? We get after it was put in motion, the FBI did a bunch of wrong and corrupt things. Totally understand we're trying to deal with that. But when you are part of the cover-up, Mr. Durham, mm. then it makes our job harder. Yeah, well, if that's your thought, I mean, there's no way of dissuading you from that. I can tell you that it's offensive and that the people who worked on this investigation have spent their lives trying to protect the people in this country and pursue within the law you went what it is that we, two, could, we are authorized Durham, to do. You tried two cases, lost both of them, and then the one plea, guilty plea you got, Kleinsmith, Kleinsmith is back to practicing law in Washington, D.C. today. Yeah, that's beyond my control. Right, but, but the, f the fact that you allowed that plea to occur, yeah. right, and, and then the punishment was insufficient, the fact that you didn't, you didn't charge Andrew McCabe, you didn't convict the lying Democrats or the lying Russians, you didn't investigate Mifsud or the Mueller probe, even though, as we sit here today in black letter, that was your charge. Have you ever heard of the Washington Generals? The Washington Generals, yes. Yeah, and, and they're the team that basically gets paid to show up and lose, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm sure that the players who um, exert blood, sweat, and tears don't view it that way, but you might. I think they do. I think they do because the job of the Washington Generals is to show up every night and to play the Harlem Globetrotters. And their job well, is thinking, to lose. I'm thinking, I'm sorry, of a different, I was thinking of a different Yeah, thing. yeah, so their job is to lose, and I'm kind of wondering... And, and it, just seem, it just seems so facially obvious that it's not what's in your report that's telling. Mm. It's the omission. It's the lack of work you did. And for the people like the chairman who put trust in you, I think you let them down. I think you let the country down. And you are one of the barriers to the true accountability that we need. Do I get to respond to that or comment on that? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever investigated a crime. Um, if I don't know that you have. I didn't, you didn't investigate these, Mr. Durham. <laughs> Whether or How about not, Andy McCabe? Did you charge him? Did you investigate him? Gentlemen, gentlemen, time has expired. The witness can respond, and then we'll move on to our last question. I don't know, sir, whether or not you've ever had occasion to uh, try to investigate crimes under the rules and regulations and under the Constitution that we're bound by. Um, we can gather evidence in particularly lawful ways. Uh, can't charge people because we might think it's something. Not just that we you can didn't charge. charge people. You didn't investigate. You didn't time. investigate the Mueller team Gentlemen's wiping time. their phones, Gentlemen's and you won't time. tell us who gave the orders because you're protecting those people. Gentlemen's time has expired. Wow. Well done, Matt. Because Gates. you are expect you are protecting those people. He said uh, that you just gave the deep state a flesh wound. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh my gosh. You know where you won't find lies? Right here on Brighteon.tv. And every time we come to you guys, I love that we can speak freely right here on this network. We do videos throughout the week. So if you're just tuning into us live every Friday, we're so glad that you're here. Yes. But check out our channel on Brighteon.com and look at all the videos that we've done throughout the week. We've done so many. We've got one on uh, the five steps to taking down tyranny, which yes. has been really, really good. So we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we will see you next Friday right here on Brideon.tv. God bless, guys.
Welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's June 23rd, 2023. It's a Friday, which means we're going to bring you the latest news from this week. And as we were talking on our Brighteon segment just a minute ago, the this week with the submersible submarine craft, there's been nothing that's been talked about more. Has there? I mean, has, has anybody been talking about anything else? But this, we all live in an imploded submarine. Jeez. Oh, and you it know what we didn't get to say on the show? Imploded submarine. And I feel badly about, regardless of the fact that these were billionaires, I don't care about your money. I'm really sorry that this has happened to these people. You know, Matt Walsh, I think it was, kept coming out and saying, you know, since when are we down downing adventurers? Everybody's like, well, you're just so stupid. You shouldn't have gone down. I'm not taking, I wouldn't go. Leah wouldn't go. Most sane people wouldn't want to go. That being said, Christopher Columbus. Exactly. I have no problem with these people having done this. I think it was a stupid thing. And I think that when you do venture into the dangerous, then you have to accept that element of risk. That being said, they died. And it's really sad. They exploded. And it's really tragic. And to me, the biggest tragedy is what they did to these families over this entire week, knowing that it imploded and they didn't tell the families they led them to believe. And then when they came out with that story of we've heard that knocking every 30 minutes and it's an SOS, we can't really 100% go and confirm it, but it's looking really good. And then we're counting down on the oxygen of how much time they have left to breathe. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm Um, not going to lie. I, I think everybody had a sinking feeling in their stomach. There, no pun intended there. That they were lost. And I understand. Lost for good, you mean. Lost not just for like good. missing lost. Yeah, exactly. But the way this all came together, I think that this is mankind. There is adventuring. And then there is going beyond the realms that God would have you go. And going down to the bottom of the ocean, I don't think is a realm, excuse me, as I bring up a a visual for you guys. Did you bring up my tabs yet? No, I did not. All right. So if you could bring them up really quickly, I want to show them just how far down the Titanic is. 12,000 feet. And I want you to see how far down that is. It is so far. It is so far. It is far. Yeah, it is beyond all life. It's basically. beyond what anyone should do, by the way. Yes. All right. So we've got a huge show for you guys this week, and I don't want you to go anywhere because I have, on our first half of our show, we covered the Durham testimony. Mm-hmm. We covered Hunter Biden getting off with a uh, slap on his wrist, and we covered um, the submersible story. But I have a lot to show you on all of these things. So more details. Please go grab your friends, share, share, share this video. I have a ton to show you. I'm not kidding you, just a ton. So just buckle up, Buttercup. Can <laughs> okay, they see it? Not, they are seeing that, but I want to switch to the proper screen here. Here we go. This is the one I want. All right, so let's give them a little volume. Well, we're going to start it over and make it big. You don't have to start it over, it's just a visual. All right, so here we are at 1,000 feet. 2,000 feet. So, so you've got whales at 1,000. Uh, or um, They're not really hearing you over that noise. I know you don't think so, but they won't. Here well, we then go. just play it then. They, they can hear the noise, visual. it's fine. So, the, I guess it's the um, 
the sperm whales were at a thousand. I guess the, the great, great whales. whales. I'm not. I am not a seafarer. Far. We've never even been like snorkeling. No. Let's be honest. Squids. It just keeps going. And then you got the weird life that kind of glows. Mm-hmm. All that glow in the dark feet. stuff. Is there life at all at 12,000 feet at the bottom? Do you know what my opinion is? Do you want my opinion? What? Yes, you do. Yes, Michelle, I want your opinion. Yeah. The Titanic sunk to 12,000 feet. It's just let it let it rest. You know what I mean? Pretty crazy. This is, that is really deep. I'm not doing it. I'm not going, I'm, I have no desire. You can only imagine how terrifying it must be being stuck on the bottom of the ocean in a small vessel where you can't even stand up. There are no seats and only one toilet, a small black box with a black curtain drawn across for privacy. All passengers are barefoot and must sit on the floor. Also the fact that experts are saying there is no way of rescuing the crew if the tiny craft is still thousands of feet under the sea because the technology required doesn't exist. Apparently on Tuesday they heard banging sounds in 30 minute intervals. This would mean that they are still alive. This A is lot an of fears clip, were that the, the vessel had imploded. So that means the vessel must be stuck on the ocean floor. This submarine is designed to float to the surface when something goes wrong, and it hasn't done that, so they're stuck. But what is it stuck under? It could be stuck inside of the Titanic. They may have went directly inside of the rusted ship, and who knows? What if the Ocean Gate vessel caused the Titanic to collapse? What if the banging sounds were the Titanic falling apart? I'm just assuming here. But it could also be floating at the surface. In that case, Starlink should be able to locate them. So it seems most likely there are stuck below. Food and water are the least of their worries right now. It is thought that if the vessel had the full 96 hours worth of oxygen when it went down, it would run out at around 11 a.m. on Thursday. So this is what people were thinking all week long. And this is terrifying to me. Like, this is a worse nightmare. You know, we've seen it in all the movies. The graciousness of what happened is that none of that happened. They didn't start. It was an they instantaneous. Yeah. They probably didn't even know anything was wrong. Right. Just boom. Cub Louie, now you met your maker. I hope they were all saved. And I want to play a little clip here. This is one of the passengers, um, Shazada Dawood. Just to let you guys know of a person that he, kind of person that he fertility was in prehistoric terms considered to be a feminine aspect. So he was big into farming in... Um, India. Now, I don't know if he's a good billionaire or a bad billionaire. I don't know that there's any good ones. Mother goddess. The fertility. Uh, the fertility goddess. Uh, and we've changed from there, where today women are underrepresented in such an important fact, which is our food and our livelihood. Is this, is this progress? And I think it isn't. This is a regression. Science and technology today can provide you the ability to know when a pest attack is going to happen three days in advance. And right now, most of East Africa and quite a bit of South Asia is under locust attack. And we're doing virtually nothing about it. So you could just imagine what the impact on women will be in that livelihood. 
and there is no no program, nothing there to help them out. So I don't know. This is from science and the technology Guardian. can also bring about higher productivity, but it can also bring about betterment for women. And we've seen this in our in the programs that we've done, where if there is economic well-being increase within a community, women will think about the community more and men will think about furthering, enhancing their income. And this is, this is something that women do very well. So I, anytime anyone dies, there is a deep desire to showcase the very best of them. Yeah. Although one thing that we didn't see because you were stopping and starting and stopping and starting there was that he was saying that we've gone from the goddesses of fertility, which we've been talking about on our show, are actually satanic. So yeah. I'm just going to throw that out So there. he was Indian, obviously was not a Christian, obviously Hindu. And I that stuck out to me too. The goddesses of fertility, technology. So he had a god and it was the god of technology the goddesses of fertility, these other foreign goddesses. And um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Sure. No, it's good to, to kind to of see let from you know the, who, the who was on the on ship. It. Yeah. Ocean now, pause it real quick. This is David Cameron, producer of like a lot of movies, did Avatar. And he is going to, we played a, a small clip earlier, but he's basically saying they knew uh, as soon as they lost contact, they knew that the ship was gone. What it was doing. I think that's pretty clear. I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified uh, because I wasn't really studying it. I wasn't really interested. Stockton Rush asked me if I wanted to go out there and dive this season. You know, I wasn't interested. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time, but a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to, uh, to OceanGate and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. Monday morning when I first found out about the incident, got on a whole bunch of calls and emails. It's a small community. Within an hour and a half, I had the following information. They were on descent. They were at 3,500 feet. They lost comms and tracking. The last one being the critical one because the, the transponder that's used to track a sub during descent and on the bottom is a fully autonomous system. It's in its own pressure housing and it has its own battery power. So for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. I, for days, I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. Um, so the next thing I did was contacted a few more people and uh, managed to track down, uh, you know, there are acoustic networks around. Some are research, some are, some are intelligence. Um, we got confirmation within an hour that there had been a loud bang at the same time that the sub was, that comms were lost. A loud bang on the hydrophones, loss of transducer or transponder, loss of comms. I knew what happened. Sub imploded. I, I sent emails to everybody I know. I said, we've lost some friends. The sub has imploded. It's on the bottom in pieces right now. I sent that out Monday morning. I never believed in that technology of wound carbon fiber, you know, wound filament, uh, cylindrical hull. I thought it was a horrible idea. Um, I wish I'd spoken up. 
you know, but I, I assumed somebody was smarter than me, you know, because I would never experimented with that technology, but it just sounded bad on its face because we make pressure hulls out of contiguous material, steel, titanium, ceramic, acrylic. And so you can model it. You can do finite element analysis of it. And, you know, you understand the yield properties. You understand the, the number of cycles that it can, that it can take. Um, but you can't do that with a composite material because it's two dissimilar materials, you know, sort of bonded together. And so we all knew that the danger was delamination and, and progressive failure over time with microscopic water ingress and fatigue, what they call cycling fatigue. And we knew that the, if the sub passed its pressure test, it wasn't going to fail on the first dive. It might fail on dive seven, or I don't, I don't know what they're at, you know, but it's going to fail over time, which is insidious. You don't get that with steel or with titanium. Now there's one wreck lying next to the other wreck for the same damn reason. Oh, wow. He hit the nail on the head there for the same reason that people thought that they could play God. They, yeah, they thought that they could play God. Yeah, I play the next clip here. Um, some people think that right the week? Titanic is, yeah, it's, it's lore and it's sacred and you shouldn't even This is a it. sacred ground. Oops, sorry guys. I'm trying to make it big. Oh, now it won't go. You got to play it before yeah, you make it big. That. Well, go. but I can't. Yeah, you can. It, here, now go. Nope. It wasn't letting front of me that this is a sacred ground this is sacred ground people lost their Nobody lives there it's a cemetery it's a graveyard so the concept of it being kind of a tourist attraction to me it just doesn't sound right to me you have to respect mother nature the ocean is very unforgiving so understand the dangers of such a mission and then also respect the dead who lay there I actually appreciate going to graveyards, so I don't feel that is sacred or Although, anything like that. Although, I think that he does make a point that it should just be left. Yes, but I, I go, I visit graveyards. I would be perfectly to happy to literally, and I've watched things on the Titanic. I'm happy to watch the remote control. Like, I don't need to be there. I'm happy to watch the remote control video of it. To make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me. The carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. Another trip to the Titanic, another captain who didn't listen. The rule he broke? Constructing the Titan out of carbon fiber and titanium. As pointed out by Igor Sushko on Twitter, these materials are known for their strength, but also their brittleness. This morning, an ROV or remote operated vehicle from the vessel Horizon Arctic discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. But the Titan's downfall wasn't just due to the material choice. The frame was reportedly subjected to something called galvanic corrosion. This destructive process happens when different metals, like the titanium frame and the metal nuts and bolts of the Titan, are in contact with each other in an electrolyte, such as seawater. The seawater acts as a perfect conductor, allowing electric current to flow between the metals, corroding the material. The carbon fiber hull, while strong, is also a good conductor. Carbon fiber, when it fails, fails catastrophically, blowing up into splinters. When the Titan imploded, 
it was instant death for all passengers. The search that followed? A grim formality. The crew, including Rush himself, were navigating the depths in a vessel with no seats, one tiny bathroom, and controlled by a device resembling a video game controller. A claustrophobic setting for a catastrophic event. Despite warnings about the Titan's safety, the vessel continued its fateful journey. A stark reminder of the price of ignoring caution. So, how did broken rules and engineering failures lead to the submarine implosion? It's a story of ambition, innovation, and the tragic cost of overlooking safety. In the silent depths of the ocean, the echoes of the Titan's implosion serve as a solemn reminder of the price of progress. Hey, you know what? Let's just not pay the price of progress, and maybe life the way it is is great. So here is what might have happened. So this is an, a, an example. These are some examples of different implosions. So whoever got that together already, kind of crazy. So um, I thought that this was a very interesting take Hello. from this woman, so this um, African woman on um, the the people on the ship. Hello. I come in peace, humble and contrite. I'm just here to understand something. My understanding is that when you are a billionaire, you are looking for a different level of adventure. Again, so this billionaires listened to somebody saying, me, I'll give you a lifetime experience. Just get into this geezer. Yabona is cost effective. We're using Yabona. What, what from the PlayStation? There's a nice window you can see. A toilet with a curtain so you can have privacy. And how much is that? $250,000. And they agreed. They watched Max drilling them in the geyser. The giant squids and the whales are the custodians of the ocean. They are going, uh -uh, Titanic, uh -uh. They are like, yeah, let's go see. In a geyser. And watched Max going, drilling them inside. Huh? But yet again, I'm a sand near. What do I know? Oh, I wow. Know. <laughs> she, she, she had a couple good points. Um, $250,000, uh, it should be certified and safe. And, uh, the custodians of the ocean said, Titanic, no. Yeah. All right. One more. To the right. Mm-hmm. The outside. Hold integrity. Holding. And what happened next? You won't be disappointed, as we'll show you a little later on Sunday morning. So the subtitle here says the submarine had already failed multiple times before the Our tragedy. dive in the Ocean Gate submersible had made it down only 37 feet when this happened. So apparently those floats there came off the platform that wasn't supposed to happen, so we're... So we're scrubbing? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the consensus up here. Copy that. I was crushed. My diving adventures were over. Every expedition has its challenges. All of them. I have not been in one expedition where things have to be adjusted, adapted, changed, or canceled at the end of the day. You're at the mercy of the weather. Renata Rojas speaks from painful experience 
Over the years, she's been booked on three Titanic expeditions. All three were canceled. You just cry a lot. And just keep the dream alive. Because it's something that I have to do. Our expedition had to wait out two more days of rough seas. On our sixth day at sea, the weather cleared. The dive was a go. Titan sitting at 3742 meters, reports on bottom. But that was the last of the good news. I said, do you know where we are? 100 meters to the bow, then 470 to the bow. If you are lost, so are we. There's no GPS underwater. So the surface ship is supposed to guide the sub to the shipwreck by sending text messages. Turn 30 degrees right? Probably yeah, 30 degrees. But on this dive, communication somehow broke down. The sub never found the wreck. We were lost. We were lost for two and a half hours. Rush says he'll offer those passengers a free do-over next year. And that's just one cost of doing this business. Are you making money on this operation? Uh, no. <laughs> so, not yet. People might say, hey, that's a lot of money, $250,000. Uh, but we... So I want to go to, you guys ever watch this show, my uncle watches it all the time, it's called Expedition Unknown. Mm -hmm. And this guy does all kinds of really neat expeditions. Well, this is a Discovery Plus show, and it had previously canceled an Ocean Gate trip over the tit Titan submersible's performance and safety concerns. So Expedition Unknown host Josh Gates revealed that he had considered featuring the Titanic wreckage on his docuseries, but ultimately decided not to after trying out Ocean Gate's Titan submersible. Gates said that Titan did not perform well on the dive he went on and that he had safety concerns with the Ocean Gate platform. He said there's more to the history and design of the Titan than has been made public. I had the unique opportunity to dive in the Ocean Gate Titan sub with Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush at the helm in preparation for its maiden mission to the Titanic, he wrote in a Wednesday tweet. As the multinational search for the five men in the company's submersible entered its fourth day. In a follow-up tweet, he clarified, Titan did not perform well on my dive. Ultimately, I walked away from a huge opportunity to film Titanic due to my safety concerns with the Ocean Gate platform. There's more to the history and design of Titan that has not been made public, much of it concerning. While social media users attacked the men who paid $250,000 to risk their lives, attempting to catch a glimpse of the Titanic wreckage, Gates said he admired their courage. To those questioning why people would die to the Titanic, the ship has fascinated the world since the night she sank. It's a time capsule to another era of our history. It takes courage to make a trip like this. So he has been on a lot of expeditions, and if he says it's a no-go, I would say, yikes, probably not a probably just wasn't safe it just was not safe so i want to go over here to the comments um sherry says i would hope for instant death in that situation drowning would be awful yeah um so salty mama says so why if the navy knew why did they blast social media for all to worry and pray and stress over the fact that they were suffering that is the question so i think that one of the the conspiracy theories out there is this that the whistleblowers for the IRS and the, coming out on with the uh, Hunter Biden case this week 
that they saw this as a way to cover up what was going to come out this week and with the Durham. Mm -hmm. um, and, so and here's the deal. Do, they do play this game. There's no reason, because I had been sent videos about, oh, this is fake, you know, this before they actually discovered the wreckage. It never happened. And uh, guys, could we just get be done with all of that? There can be conspiracies that are fact that don't have to be as outlandish as this isn't really happening. We are seeing clearly that the evidence speaks to the fact that this guy was arrogant, that he was not, he didn't care about actual safety. And there were concerns leading up to this. So here's a tragedy that has happened that was then taken advantage of by the news cycle to cover up something. It's as simple as that. Now, I want to read this comment from the birthday boy, Barry Britt Baza. He says happy it's officially birthday. his birthday. That means it's past midnight over there in the UK. He says, happy birthday, Barry. Uh, the Titanic sank 111 years ago, yet she is still taking lives because of people's arrogance. The Titanic designers and owners were arrogant. Um, uh, now that Titan, which is ironic to name it, Titan, was made by an arrogant CEO. So now both Titanic and Titan have killed another five people. Hmm. Very, very well said. Titanic and Titan were names after the most powerful of the Greek gods, so-called monsters of doom. Yet all the Titans died in battle. So... Not such a good idea to name ocean-going yeah. objects after Greek gods, Titan, is All it? All right. So as two IOS, IRS whistleblowers prepared to go public with more damning information implicating the Biden administration in a scheme to bury evidence of Hunter Biden's tax crimes, as well as the revelation that Joe Biden was, quote, in the room when Hunter shot a threatening text message to a Chinese business associate demanding payment, a story which some have called the biggest political scandal this country has ever seen. Another story captivated the na nation, the deaths of these missing submarine passengers who set out last weekend to see the Titanic. Last Thursday, or late Thursday, sorry, the Wall Street Journal reported that a top-secret military acoustic detection system designed to spot enemy submarines first heard what the U.S. Navy suspected was the Titan submersible implosion hours after the submersible began its voyage. And that the U.S. system detected what it suspected was the sound of an implosion near the debris site discovered Thursday. What's more, it's not like the military took days to try to figure out what the sound was. While not definitive, this information was immediately shared with the incident commander to assist with the ongoing search and rescue mission. So the Biden administration knew on Sunday, while not definitive, that the submarine sounded as if it had imploded hours into its journey. What's more, they let everyone think the passengers were alive. This this has led many to wonder whether the Biden administration allowed people to think the sub passengers were still alive, alive despite information yes. and belief that the sub had likely imploded early in the voyage. A story arc that would have fizzled out much sooner and turned the public's attention to the far greater bombshell of a story surrounding the latest alleged crimes by the Bidens. Furthermore, while an official death announcement from submersible company Ocean Gate was predicted on the discovery of a debris field, that that may not be enough for those questioning how the substory came to captivate the nation on the same day the most damning evidence to date against the president's family emerges. So let me get this straight, says Cat Turd on Twitter. Uh, the Biden regime knew the submarine imploded Sunday, but used their media propagandists to push the they're running out of oxygen story to deflect uh, from Hunter's crimes. Donald Jr. Literally everything I've seen about this missing submarine is insane and sketchy. Almost none of it makes sense whatsoever. How long till we find out other external factors making it even more so? 
Jack Posobiec, which actually his tweet has some context to it, says that the Wall, the, um, the Wall Street Journal is reporting the U.S. Navy detected the Titan implosion on Sunday. Let's see what the administration comes up with now that we have the whistleblowers, the IRS whistleblowers coming forward. So this is um, kind of the, the big story of the week is that these whistleblowers have come forward to talk about the, this um, cover-up, basically. So first of all, one whistleblower says Hunter Biden deducted payments to a sex club and hookers on his taxes. Now, Michelle knows that I do our taxes every year, and I'm very careful, and I'm, I'm pretty nervous, and I really hate doing them. Can I use this in court if somebody ever comes to me and says you took too much gas off or I need to see, did you give me, do you have every single receipt? Well, actually UDF forgot to print out that receipt. So maybe I don't have that gas receipt, but he has right here deducted tens of thousands of dollars in payments to a hooker and to a sex club. And why he, is this guy so always taking to, naked selfies? I don't know. But I need to, can I use the Hunter Biden excuse? Like, seriously, he's not going to jail. What does anybody have to worry about going to jail for taxes ever again? If you, you know, can expense you know, a prostitute. Hang on a minute, Leah. No one should ever worry you, about doing your taxes ever, ever, ever again. You just, I mean, this is Use Hunter Biden. News. No kidding. I love this. This could prove well. So an anonymous IRS criminal investigator to, uh, to the White House Ways and Means Committee during the June 1 interview that Biden improperly deducted these expenses on his 2018 tax forms. Uh, he probably, his total income was about 500000 uh, to 267,000. So he underreported his total income by about 267,000 or $500,000 if you're using the most conservative approach. And so wait, that wait, wait. talks, he underreported, underreported his total income. Not that his total income was 500,000, but or by 267,000. Yeah. That's stuff that he wrote off that he should not have. So supposedly he probably owed about one to $200,000 more in taxes. I don't care. I don't think I income tax. I don't care what he owed. Okay, it, these numbers, they keep throwing out numbers. Okay. Okay. They said that he, if, if it, on the low end, he underreported by 267000 that he would owe about one hundred six. I don't care how much he owes. You know why? Because I think the IRS is stupid. Okay? Stupid, you mean satanic and corrupt at the very base level. Yeah, and I don't think anybody should have to pay them. But I think that Hunter Biden here should have to pay his taxes I can't wait on the money that he's getting from China. Okay, so this whistleblower said that statements in his book completely contradicted what was being deducted. Hunter reportedly deducted payments to one of his, quote, personal no-show employees. She was essentially a prostitute. She was a, quote, West Coast assistant. The whistleblower explained that Biden also deducted a $10,000 payment that went to a sex club under the guise of being a golf club member deposit he made payments that's about it's an eighteen thousand dollar wire that is made to one of these individuals and he expensed it and on the wires they say eight thousand dollars in wage and ten thousand in golf so ten thousand dollar golf club membership deposit 
one of the owners of the exclusive members only sex club confirmed that Biden was a client. And we know that the $10,000 went to pay for the sex club. So he went to a sex club and we've talked to the person that owned the sex club and they confirmed that he was there. The guy and, and the guy has to pay $10,000 and the girl, whoever is refer, he, whoever is referring him there doesn't have to pay anything. So that, what, what, that is what was deducted on his tax return. He deducted it. He deducted it. Um, but let's, uh, do we think that Hunter Biden is intelligent enough to do his own taxes? Do we think that Hunter Biden did his own taxes? Do you think that Hunter Biden decided what was going to be reported on his taxes? I doubt any of those statements are true. I think that Hunter was not doing his own taxes. I think someone else did this. And I would like to know who his tax accountant is. I would like to know that too. Very much so. So Merrick Garland this week um, um, went to a, what, they can't see it? Nope. Okay. Not yet. I'm pointing, I'm trying to, Leah does not do covert very well. Oh my gosh, she is not the one that you want on your so side when you're trying to do something So this was last with. night. Look at Hunter Biden at a dinner with Merrick Garland, the DOJ that let him off, schmoozing it with all these people. Please make your way to your seats. Dinner will okay. begin shortly. And his Thank wife, you. and somebody made the, somebody pointed out, how is that woman still with that dude with his naked butt all over the internet with all these nasty prostitutes? What are you doing touching his hand? That duty is dirty. That duty. That dude. <laughs> duty. He is, dude, that dude is dirty. He's nasty. Look at all these people smiling at him. I, and Mayor Garland is at this dinner. And they're and she's laughing and blah blah blah. How you doing? How you doing? I want to know. Can who we are just the talk about the fact? And I'm not begrudging anybody getting dentures, even if they have used drugs in the past. Oh, but uh, those ain't his teeth. No. What would 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 he be there if his real teeth, the not or corroded teeth from all the drugs, were if he could you let's just I want y'all to visualize while you're looking at this picture his real teeth. Oh, nasty. That's just like, he just got these a couple years ago. I know. Please make your way to your I want to know who the people are smiling and shaking his hand. Corrupt. Nasty. I can't even. Nasty, nasty. Okay. Looked at the international business wow, we gotta, here we go. And then do this. There you go to figure out how much Hunter Biden knew and how culpable, he is, how culpable he would be criminally. Yeah, it's stunning information that has been revealed and we'll start with the fact that the FBI knew a year before the 2020 presidential election. They knew in November of 2019 yep. that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. All right, so think about this. Uh, we were trying to get it authenticated, get uh, air quotes, in 2020 leading up to the election, but the FBI knew the whole time. You didn't need 51 intel experts saying it was classing Russian disinformation. That stuff was real, including certain text messages that make Hunter and the family look terrible. So look at this. In, in October of 2019, the FBI became aware that that repair shop had a laptop. So that's when they knew about the laptop that allegedly belonged to Hunter Biden and that the laptop might contain evidence of a crime. The FBI verified its authenticity in November of 2019, a year before the election, by matching the device number against Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud ID. So they knew at that time 
as Brian mentioned, a full year before they told us it was Russian disinformation, that in fact it was not Russian disinformation, that it was real. And then, after knowing that, they stepped in the way. They began to slow down and get in the way of any investigation into Hunter Biden. Take a look at this um, as well. This is from Gary Shapley. He is the whistleblower. One of two whistleblowers, by yeah. the way. It says, if search warrants or witnesses, witness interviews or document requests that include the actual subject name are not allowed, for example, that is simply a deviation from the normal process provide pre gave preferred treatment in this case to hunter biden the case agent on this case is one of the best agents in the entire agency without his knowledge and persistence doj would have prevented the investigative team from collecting enough evidence to make an informed assessment which ultimately included even doj agreeing on the recommended criminal charges i am alleging with evidence that DOJ provided preferential treatment, slow walked the investigation, did nothing to avoid obvious conflicts of interest in this investigation. Yeah, remember this when they slow walked it? We didn't find out about it until right before the election. They all knew this before the election. Why didn't we find out sooner? They were slow walking it. They didn't want you to know. All right, and by the way, this credit credibility is beyond reproach. Go ahead, uh, try to poke holes in his background. You can't. He's got a good one. Now, here's the whistleblower, and this is the headline. Hunter Biden used Dad Joe as leverage in China business dispute. How do you know? In WhatsApp, there was one text message that was very revealing and maddening. He says, I'm sitting here with my father. This is to a Chinese executive, direct links to the Chinese government, uh, the Chinese government. I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, which is his number one contact, uh, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, meaning his dad, and every person he knows, and he's vice president at the time, and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction, I'm sitting here waiting for a call with my father. Now think about this. This is a guy obviously dealing with a drug addiction, a, uh, a, a hooker addiction, but he's, he's sane enough to put this together and use his dad's leverage to threaten mm -hmm. a Chinese executive with direct links to the Chinese government who has a energy company who is basically setting up deals to go places like the Congo and take their rare earth. Now, one could say, one could make the argument, well, Joe's not really sitting next, next to his crack-addicted son, Hunter Biden, who's making this threat. But you would have to then ignore all of the times that Joe and Hunter are together on Air Force Two when he's vice president, now on Air Force One, now that he's president, plus all the other emails referring giving 10% to the big guy. And so amidst all of that, it's worth remembering how Joe Biden has said, no, I don't, I don't know anything about what Hunter's business dealings might be. Remember this? Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Did Hunter Biden commit a crime? Have you spoken to your son, Mr. President-elect? Proud of my son. Are you confident wrong? I'm confident. Do you still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter for Russian disinformation and a smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You're a one-horse pony. Uh, he still thinks he's impervious to any type of indictments, and maybe he's right. It turns out this federal prosecutor, David Weiss, uh, went to the uh, D.C. Attorney General and said, I would like to bring this case forward in March of 2020. They said no. 
in October, he said, I would like to bring this case forward in Los Angeles. They said no. Now, how could Merrick Garland be saying I had nothing to do with this prosecution? David Weiss, appointed by Trump, was on his own when we have a whistleblower saying twice this case was brought forward and it was rejected. Another thing worth bringing up. This woman, Leslie Wolf, said no one will ever search the guest house where Hunter stayed uh, in Delaware because there's evidence there and we don't want to find it. Think about that. I've never seen anything like this. If you were to write this script for some type of mystery or some type of detective show, you'd say this is not even plausible. It's not even plausible. The government literally is covering up for Joe Biden and his whole entire family. Biden received preferential treatment during the IRS investigation into his tax affairs. Correspondent David Spunt has the details tonight from the Justice Department. A thumbs up from the president when asked how his son is doing. On Capitol Hill, Hunter Biden is under the microscope. The scales of justice cannot be tipped in the favor of the wealthy and the politically connected. No one is above the law. A strong rebuke from the Republican chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Moments before he publicly released new transcripts from two IRS whistleblowers who say the Hunter Biden tax investigation was botched and influenced by politics. IRS Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley told congressional staff he saw a 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese businessman writing, I am sitting here with oh, my father and we would like to understand okay. why that were well you know go ahead and play that were slow walked at the uh, direction of of the department of justice another bombshell allegation announced today involving u.s attorney david weiss in delaware the same federal prosecutor who announced a plea deal with hunter biden earlier this week in this case testimony shows that u.s attorney of delaware david weiss tried to bring charges in the district of columbia around March of 2022 and was denied. DOJ officials tell Fox News this is false and Weiss, originally a Trump appointee, retains full control over the probe. That he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he decided was appropriate. Um, and uh, that's what he's done. Weiss said the same in a June 7th letter to Congressman Jim Jordan, writing, I have been granted ultimate authority over this matter. Chairman Jason Smith said today that he did not request Hunter Biden's tax records from the IRS. The president's son will appear before a judge in Delaware okay, on July 26th. Okay, so a 25th. judge still has to sign off on these non-charges charges. So these, I'm going to go over these bombshells. So several bombshells dropped by these two IRS whistleblowers uh, on Thursday, yesterday, reveal, among other things, that Joe Biden's DOJ buried evidence of Hunter Biden's tax crimes and stopped U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who is saying that he wasn't stopped, but these whistleblowers are saying that he was stopped from bringing charges against Hunter in two different jurisdictions last year. So according to Representative Jason Smith from Missouri, Weiss sought to be appointed as a special counsel in the case last year, but was denied as well. What's more, the IRS sought felony charges against Hunter, send uh, their recommendations to the Biden DOJ, and they came out as two misdemeanors. That's from Byron York. So two misdemeanors, but they wanted felonies. What they? What about Trump? Trump has no misdemeanors. Trump has no crimes, and they want to give him a felony. This guy has felonies that everyone can see. 
Everyone, everyone knows that you don't lie on your tax forms. Everyone knows you don't lie on getting a gun. And here we have Joe Biden going out there saying, God save the queen at an anti-gun rally, oh right? And try, well, guess what? If you cannot, uh, why do we have all these gun crimes? Well, maybe you have gun crimes because you've got people like Hunter Biden lying and, and doing crack and being a, and, and a total crackhead and you're, and if you can't enforce the laws in the books, what are more laws going to do? There you go. That was a good one. That was a good one. Was that a good one? It was a great According one. to the whistleblowers, one of whom is Gary Shipley, who came forward weeks ago to reveal his identity, the IRS was notified of potential evidence in the guest house of former VP Biden, but were rebuffed by the U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf, who said there was no way as a search warrant would ever get approved. But, you know, you know, somehow they managed to get these search warrants are we, for We are Trump. all worried about the uh, the IRS coming after us. Not because we've done anything wrong, but because we know that they would. Here, and here's the bottom line. Because they could make things up. They will make things up or take things away as necessary. And now that they're doing that. Yeah. Yes. So the whistleblowers describe how the uh, Biden Justice Department intervened and overstepped in a campaign to protect the son of Joe Biden by delaying, divulging, and denying an ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden's alleged tax crimes. You know, the biggest tell when I was listening to Joe there just a second ago, when you know, we've heard him say this so many times, no, I've never spoken to my son about his um, foreign business be- dealings. You should have just, like, everyone knows that that has to be a lie. Like, no one keeps all of their everything from one of their closest confidants in the world. Like, yeah. there are certain things that he didn't talk to me about that. But, yes, he talked to me about stuff because that's what you would do. That's normal. But the fact that he comes with this straight, blatant denial yeah. shows you that he knows everything. So, get this. As IRS criminal investigators prepare an affidavit for a search warrant on the storage unit of Hunter Biden to hide, uh, used to hide his business records, uh, the AUSA Leslie Wolf objected when U.S. Attorney David Weiss overruled her. She alerted Biden's legal team, giving them time to vacate the unit. People on the inside. You might want to get out now. During seven hours of testimony before the Ways and Means Committee, Shipley and the other whistleblower's testimony implicates both Merrick Garland and IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel for lying to Congress about political interference in Biden's probe. So on September 4th, 2020, DOJ ordered a cease and desist to any over-investigation of Hunter Biden or Biden family influence peddling, according to the IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. Whistleblower one story was corroborated by whistleblower two, said Representative Kevin Hearn. One individual came forward and laid out the full case of what's going on. The second individual, through his attorney, asked the Ways and Means to contact him and ask for testimony. So we didn't seek these. They sought us. Okay. With the rejection from the D.C. U.S. attorney, the team sought the approval to bring tax charges for the years of 2016 to 2019 in the Central District of California. Shapley concluded that the Central District of California declined to allow charges to be brought there. The rejection to bring charges in D.C. and California stands in stark contrast to the tenth testimony of Attorney General Garland, who in March of 2023 stated that uh, Attorney uh, Weiss had a full authority to bring all cases. Preferential treatment of Hunter Biden might be an understatement. In reality, it was sabotage. The affirmative effort to decline investigative steps and deny prosecutors the ability to bring forth charges. The DOJ's conduct included 
slow walking investigative steps, not allowing enforcement actions to be executed, limiting investigators' line of questioning for witnesses, misleading investigators on charging authority, delaying any and all actions months before election. So prosecutors even wanted to remove Hunter Biden's name from electronic search warrants and document requests, even though this could cause investigators to not get certain evidence. And Joe Biden was in the room. Oh and my another gosh. piece of evidence presented on Thursday, Hunter Biden can be seen in a message to Chinese business associates. And that's the one we've heard a couple of times yeah, today already. But get this. There are photos on Hunter Biden's laptop that place him at the home in Delaware the day he texted the business partner. So photographs on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop what if you had a, a laptop full of all of Trump's crimes that he hasn't actually committed? Do you not think that that would be played on repeat by the mainstream media over and over and over again? Yes. Okay, so these pictures on Hunter Biden's own laptop place him at Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, on the day he sent the message to the Chinese business partner threatening text messages wherein he referenced his father several times. Biden had sent his Chinese business partner... Um, this text message, I'm sitting here with my father. I want, I, you know, we got to do this now. And I sure hope whatever it is you are doing is very important. The text messages were released Thursday by the House and Ways, uh, House Ways and Means Committee. And then, um, according to, to, you know, the laptop, he's got pictures that he's at his dad's house in Delaware. So the assumption that, you know, well, maybe... He just said he was with his dad as a way to be heavy-handed, but he wasn't really with his dad. But the chances of him actually being with his dad are 100% probable because he was actually at his dad's house. Yeah, I want you to play this Jesse Waters video. Hunter Biden skates on a gun charge. Uh, the tax evasion is bad enough, but regular Americans aren't so lucky. Crimes being tax dodges, but if you try to legally buy a gun... They'll turn loose 87,000 gunpacking IRS agents to get you. That's what happened to a gun shop in Montana. Owner Tom Van Hoos pulls up to work one morning and sees 20 of Biden's heavily armed IRS agents following him into his store. They were wielding AR-15s strapped with bulletproof vests. They shut down his business for the whole day, seizing financial records and every single firearm transaction form. And they also took all of his surveillance footage. So not only do they know all of the gun shop's financial info, now they have all the personal info of 13,000 American customers. And Tom was caught totally by surprise. He says he has got a good relationship with the ATF, but since he sells ARs, he feels like he's been a target now. So the IRS can have ARs, but he can't, and neither can you. So when Biden said he's coming for your guns, he meant it. Not only is Biden's IRS intimidating and targeting small businesses with these Soviet-style raids, they're targeting law-abiding gun owners. But hunters? Walking free. Owner of Highwood Creek Outfitters Gun Shop, Tom Van Hoos, joins me now. So, Tom, how scary was this? Jesse, I was completely afraid for all the passerbys. Third largest traffic volume on a street right next door of something had gone down wrong, innocent civilians would have been extremely at jeopardy. What did they tell you when they hit your shop? To uh, keep my hands where they could see them. They were professional. Um, they didn't ransack the place like some of the other agencies. 
but I mean, what do you do when you got 20 uh, heavily armed IRS agents in full battle rattle uh, with uh, with guns at the ready? Did they think you were going to hole up there like uh, some sort of militia member? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, Jesse. They we've been under surveillance for two years and nobody seems to know why we've We've been put on the Homeland Security domestic terrorist watch list and other Homeland Security people look at it and go, why are you on there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So you're on a watch list and they took your surveillance footage. What do you think they're looking for? Jesse, I wish I knew. I've, I've asked uh, local law enforcement. They, we don't have a clue why you've been surveilled like this. Uh, so, but when they took 13,000 of personal firearms records 23 boxes, 24 boxes left my shop. One was financial records and the other 23 was 600 forms in each box of individual firearm purchases. The ATF is the only one that's supposed to have those documents, not the IRS. It's an illegal search and seizure. It's a, it's a constitutional rights violation. Have you had your attorney reach out? Um, I'm in the process of retaining an attorney. I had no idea. I've had two gun shops tell me it cost them a half a million dollars to defend themselves against the IRS. If they can't put me out of business because I didn't do anything wrong, they can sure as heck try to bankrupt me. They're going to bankrupt you. That's what they're going to do. That makes yep. sense. And now yep. that you see what happened yep. with Hunter, how does that make you feel? <laughs> well, heck, it's just a misdemeanor for what they've accused me of, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sure I won't get that treatment. <laughs> All right, Tom, you definitely won't, and I uh, hope everything works out. Keep us posted. Very well Can we said, give, that guy. Jesse, could you give him some hope? I know. We're going to bankrupt you. Time, I was thinking, uh, I was like, like, hang on. Could you give some hope to this guy? We're going to fight. We're going to win. We're going to fight back with you. We're going to get the story out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Jesse. Give him some hope. But that guy had a lot of presence of mind. He was he like, did. he understood what what was, uh, what what Hunter was given the misdemeanor and he's like mm -hmm. hey as far as i'm concerned the fact that the irs can go at at and and, and do a search and seizure i'll take them outside they can do this search and seizure and take all of these documents that the atf yeah. is only supposed to have i mean what in the world what in the wild wild world of sports going on around here all right leah carry on with the show i got a puppy that needs carry to go on my wayward son if you're biting you won't get any jail time all right, from Tracy Beans, Hunter Biden had his prostitutes cleaning his hotel rooms. So, I continually ask, can I go to interview them? This is from the whistleblower. And can we understand what these payments were for? If they made other payments? And those were always met with no. And I think one of them was Valerie Owens that we talked about that I wasn't allowed to go and do that interview. I believe that Valerie is a relative of Joe Biden. It might be his sister. I don't know. All I know is she's a relative. Yeah, so standard practice is for any transaction you want to go out and a loss, a lot of our job is hitting the pavement, going out and talking to people. There was a lot of different investigative steps that we took that even going and talking to the prostitutes, we found multiple people that he called his employees that were also prostitutes and that he would have them clean his hotel room or uh, there were a lot of these interviews that we ended up going and doing and talking to people that were worth, so worth it, even though someone might. We were always being told by the prosecutors, you guys are wasting your time going out and doing that. It's not worth it. And literally, I would surprise them every time and find everyone. <laughs> so he's writing off prostitute pay as legit employee pay. So here we have 
um, something about the grandchildren. So, but at this time, after discussions we were having internally, my supervisor felt it necessary when some of the inappropriate comments that were being made to start documenting them. So yeah, it says in quotes, will get us into a lot of hot water if we interview the president's grandchildren. And I don't remember what ultimately happened with the grandchildren. I know I have never interviewed them and we were not, uh, and we have not interviewed them. And who was it that said that? That was Leslie Wolf. Was it common when talking about this case to talk about how the president felt? No, not how the president felt. I don't think so. Or to even refer to it as the president's son or the president's grandchildren? Yeah, I think there were times when we did refer to them as the president's children and grandchildren. So, also per usual, the DOJ was leaking in order to influence their operation. They leaked about the case, then they used the leak to justify removing the team working the case. Now, remember, there is this paternity case and there is a, a um this um child support case in which his uh finances have to be revealed as well and, and tracy bean says wow the arkansas paternity case was really a problem the judge was wanting tax returns to determine hunter's income but he never filed therefore he needed new accountants he never filed his own taxes he never filed the taxes and they want to hire 80,000 new to IRS agents. Okay. We need God. Okay. We need God to totally get justice. Now, before Michelle comes in, we're going to do what I call a commercial break. Okay. You guys know when I do the commercial break, they're kind of odd stories. So this is an odd story. Here we go. Where are we at? I got that song stuck in my head now. Carry on my wayward son. We're going to do a screen share. Here we go. All right. So nearly 100 people were injured by golf ball sized hail at a Louis Tomlinson concert. So nearly 100 people were injured Wednesday night when a massive hailstorm battered Colorado's iconic Red Rocks Amphitheater ahead of Louis Tomlinson's show. I don't know who that is. Sorry, guys. I'm not into this, but... Um, multiple people are seriously injured for, um, by falling hail during a concert. Whoa. Whoa. Hi, Annie. Whoa. Ouch. This is absolutely crazy. This is our commercial break. 
so there's some pictures here of it just looks like salt thrown on the ground i mean kind of does like crazy i don't know what that is i guess they're first aid having to clean up from these people yeah oh let's keep going just go back there you go oh my that bursted that busted someone's window Holy smokes. Yikes. That is crazy. Okay, that's it. That's our commercial break. Wow. Craziness. Um, Actually, we need rain. So corn, soy, and wheat prices will soar and are soaring as the drought conditions worsen in the Midwest. So we broke the drought here. It, we did. Like, <laughs> did right yes! But really, in Oklahoma, especially Kansas, corn, soy, and wheat prices have been soaring this month as growing conditions across the Midwest, a top producer of crop... Uh, top producing crop region have rapidly deteriorated due to lack of rainfall. So the U.S. corn crop rated good to excellent slid to 55% in June, the lowest for this time of the growing season since 1992. Uh, I'm very concerned about the weather, says uh, Sherman uh, Newland, who grows corn and soybeans in Illinois. He said the persistent low humidity, 90 degree temperatures, and now the wind is sucking the moisture out of the crops really fast. Um, it's called rootless corn syndrome from drought stress. Rarely mm. seen, but unfortunately quite common. Uh, if we scroll down just a little bit, you can see some pictures. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're just coming out of the ground. We need rain. No-till bean in last year uh, corn. Uh, Stover is being beginning to look like a bean field. However, if you observe a bean plant up close, uh, you can see correlations that results from drought. And then I believe the dry land won't make it through the week. Oh, wow. Three years in a row in June, we have had a drought and leaf rolling in corn. Corn growing conditions have been terrible in Illinois, the second largest U.S. producer. About 36% of the state's crop was rated good to excellent for the week ending in June 18th, down 12% points from the prior week. So I just want you to scroll down and you can see the, the drought map there. You know what I find really interesting is that we are very, very well aware, and it and everyone knows it now, climate engineering is a real thing, and they will send rain when they need it. So my question now, although I don't believe in it and it shouldn't be used and it is Satan, when we do have these droughts that may result in starvation of some sort, because every, all of our foods are made yeah. from corn, by the way. Mm-hmm. Why? Adolis, yeah. Why are they not sending the rain? Mm-hmm. Where? Why aren't you sending the rain now? What's right. behind that? So now it's a conspiracy theory if they're not sending the rain. Mm-hmm. And now it's definitely a conspiracy theory. All right. Interesting conspiracy theory. You guys know that bank bailout? That crazy bank bailout that they did with SVB? Well, the FDIC mistakenly uh, has released a list of the top firms bailed out by the backstop. And it is crazy what kind of money these companies who didn't need bailouts got. Mm. And you and I are probably just looking at, you know, can't even cut coupons enough to make up for inflation. 
these guys will only look out for themselves. They don't even do coupons anymore. So remember, you're only supposed to be guaranteed up to $250,000. Everyone knows this, especially people who have more than $250,000. That's why they diversify. Yes. That's why they buy land. Mom has a really great video on why you should diversify with gold or silver because you are only insured up to $250,000, but not if you know people who know people. So... They weren't supposed to release these names, but they accidentally did. I think that, you know, us praying that God would reveal the truth. Maybe that had something to do with it. Among them, Sequoia Capital, the world's most prominent venture capital firm, which ended up uh, recovering $1 billion it had with the lender courtesy of uh, taxpayers. Wait a minute. How do you get from $250,000 to a billion? To a billion. Do you know how much a billion is? It's a billion. It's a thousand million. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's a thousand million. So you got another one, which is Kanzoon Limited. Uh, looks like that's what it is. A, a Beijing. Chinese company. So yeah. here we are literally giving taxpayer money to the Chinese. A billion dollars to them, 900 million. What's a hundred million between friends? Uh, while the incompetent buffoons at the FDIC, which has been selling off pieces of this bank since its failure, and which absurdly ended up giving J.P. Morgan a $50 billion loan uh, in J- uh, Jamie Dimon's taxpayer-funded rescue of the First Republic Bank. Oh, how about we give you a loan for $50 billion so that you can buy this bank? Uh, ask that, give me a $50 billion bo- loan. I'll buy the bank, baby. Ask that Bloomberg destroy and not share the depositor list, saying the agency intended to partially withhold some details from the document because it included confidential commercial or financial information. However, Bloomberg decided to print the list. So back in March, when regional banks were falling like dominoes amid a cascading bank run targeted targeting smaller U.S. banks, regulators decided to declare a systemic risk exception and make all depositors at Silicon Valley Bank whole after a white-knuckled weekend in which tech founders digested SVB's collapse. So it looks on like... On Friday, March 10th, and we're begging to be rescued. So Roku got $400 million. This is insane. So Joe Biden described the solution uh, as one that protects American workers and small businesses and keeps our financial system safe. Actually, no, it would have just been tech billionaires out money. We would have been fine. Okay. Treasury, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen cast the government's response, including backstopping all de- depositors as necessary. Remember when she said American households depend on banks to finance their homes, invest in education, and otherwise improve their standards of living. Businesses borrow from these institutions to start new companies and expand existing ones. So we just, as a government, we got to get covered. It's all. Hello. In the end, U.S. taxpayers ended up bailing out such uh, venture capital titans as Sequoia. It's why the decisions that government agencies, including the FDIC, made in frantic days after SBB failed were immediately controversial. Critics said that making all depositors whole at the lender and signature bank, which failed March 12th, created a moral hazard. A fierce debate is also raging over whether the insurance limit needs to be raised for all businesses. Uh, Former VP Mike Pence argued that backstopping all depositors amounted to a bailout, and in this case, I would say he is correct. So the FDIC chairman, Martin Grunberg, has previously said that uh, at SVB, the guarantee to uninsured depositors covered small and mid-sized business, as well as those with very large balances, and that the bank's top 10 depositors accounts held $13.3 billion. That's insane. This is not our 250. But let thousand. me bring you know some the good FDIC news. is really just there to insure individuals. Exactly. It is not there to help so, big businesses if they fail or if the if the bank that they've got money in fails. That's not what the FDIC is there for. I've got good news for you. We say it's on the um, the backs <sighs> of taxpayers. 
Not really. It's on the backs of inflation. So it is on your back, but it's not kind of tax dollars because our taxes don't come anywhere close to being able to bail out this. Okay. So this is just made up money. All of their money that they have is made up and the money that they're going to be given back is made up. And so if you're upset about them being paid the fake money, then you should actually also be upset about the fact that fractional reserve banking enables banks to take money out of thin air, which is doing the exact same thing. It's just a matter of who gets it. That's this, and now we get to modern monetary theory where, mm. where most people that understand what these banks are doing yeah. and what the government is doing in all of this, mm -hmm. that's the wrong tab, uh, the wrong mm -hmm. window there, understand that you can just make up money out of thin air. And so why, why give it to the billionaires? Why not give some to you? You didn't get $100 million. You didn't get a billion dollars, but you could. Did you know you could? Did you know that, that what they just gave them, they could give you? The problem is, is that the house of cards is going to collapse. You know, everybody says, everything's getting worse and worse. I know just by what I'm looking at that Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. I know we're all going to get raptured out of here. Just by, listen, just by what I'm looking at, let me tell you something. The house of cards is coming down. It is all about to fall, to become absolutely nothing. So when we talk about ITM trading, and Leah's going to pull up a video here from Lynette Zhang. Uh, it says trading in their name, but that's a deceptive name. They're not in trading like stocks. They are in gold and silver. They are a full service gold and silver dealer. What does that full service mean? It means that if you have a 401k, or savings or something that you need to get out of that they're hard to get out of, they will help you to get out of it. So I know we, we, we push this every week, but guys, we're at the end. We're at the cliff. We are at the edge. If your finances are still in stocks or bonds or anything or just cash, God help you. And I mean that. That's not to scare you. God help you. I have good news for you though. Did you, you know can that get this out and you can, and there's a company that we have been pushing for six years without having partnered with them just because we believed in them. And it's ITM trading because we were watching Lynette Zhang and we're like, oh my gosh, this woman they isn't are just the on only it, ones that are she's doing... saving people's finances. So it's always, shields are made of metal. It's not about just getting rich quick. It's about what is going to protect you and your family when this whole ship goes down like the Titanic. That implosion that we saw with the Titan Ocean Gate, that is what is going to happen with our financial system. And only those with gold and silver are going to come out okay. Yeah. Unless, and I want to add a caveat, unless you don't have the ability to get into gold and silver right. and God is going to protect you because he knows your heart and you will be okay too. But what I mean by being okay, I mean only those who are in gold and silver will be able to preserve the wealth that they think that they yeah, have. Yeah, you won't be able to preserve your retirement account. So go to one 966 one 966 or forward slash chicks. Schedule their, your free consultation with them. I know it's a big deal. I know you have to talk to your spouse and one of you doesn't want to do it because we've run into that a lot. Okay, I want to play this video, How to Join the Elite Club. Fed this is a club, and you and I are not in this club, but boy, those that are in this club, they play by a different set of rules. 
and they keep playing until they get caught, and then they change the rules just a little bit. Oh my goodness, who could know? Certainly, everything is on the up and up. Well, I think it's time to talk about this just in an ongoing series of abuses coming up. I'm Lynette Change, because if you're expecting the government or the central bank to do that, you are in for a very rude awakening. So what's happening? I'm going to take you just a teeny bit down memory lane. Remember when the Fed presidents were selling stocks and of course they're sitting there determining who's going to win and who's going to lose. And then, oh, well, they changed some of the ethics laws because apparently they didn't really think they needed to be particularly ethical before that. And then here you go, Fed officials, trade stocking companies, their agencies oversee. Hidden records show thousands of senior executive branch employees own shares of companies whose fates were directly affected by their employer's actions, a Wall Street and Journal investigation found. Aren't you shocked? And what's the latest? Oh my goodness. Dozens of federal judges had financial conflicts. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So what are we seeing in all of these, but seriously hidden interests that you and I don't know about? And by the way, you don't even elect the, the uh, judges. A Wall Street Journal investigation found that 152 federal judges around the nation have violated U.S. law and judicial ethics by overseeing 1,076 court cases involving companies in which they or their family owned stock. How shocked are you? Now, Clarence Thomas brought this more to the fore. But even so, more, most federal employees face more oversight than Clarence Thomas and the Supreme Court. Ethics rules at U.S. agencies limit gifts and require disclosure. Hmm. But technically, all federal employees across the three branches of government are subject to the 1978 Ethics in Government Act because they have to put these into act. We certainly know these government officials. I don't know where their ethics are, but still the consequences for ethical lapses vary widely. Members of Congress can be voted out of office. Executive branch workers face oversight ethics officers and Supreme Court justices operate with no outside oversight. So how do you feel about this? Seriously, how do you feel? Because the reality is, is the higher up you are, the more you should be accountable because you have more power to do harm. And particularly when we're looking at the Supreme Court, they have been doing a lot of harm by reducing our rights, the public rights, and they have no oversight. There were a number of coins that actually made it out of the mint, 1933 coins that made it out of the mint. Now, one of those coins ended up in, they think, King Farouk's hands. And a number of years ago, actually, I think it was 2002 or 2003, uh, an agent for the family that was holding that coin 
negotiated with our government that made it legal tender. It's a $20 gold piece like this, just a different date, made it legal tender. And then they were able to sell the coin for, I think it was like eight and a half million, including fees, something like that, with some of the profits going to the US government and the balance of the profits going to the family. A number of years later, uh, after a jeweler died, uh, they opened up his safe deposit box and guess what? They found 10 more of the 1933s. The family, rather than getting a negotiator like King Farouk's family did, the family sent the coins to the mint for authentication. They didn't get them back. There are lots of court cases, but ultimately the U.S. Supreme Court will not take up the case involving ownership of 10 1933 St. Gaudens $20 double eagles, meaning the coins will remain in the property of the federal government. Well, what we're talking about here are not 1933 coins, but they are in the collectible category. According to the Bank for International Settlements, Physical gold in your possession is not subject to geopolitical risk and runs no counterparty risk. I don't have 1933s that are at risk. I have other dates. There are many more of those out there, but there's still a finite amount. But like they did back in 1933, where they wrote the laws that enabled those that understood them to hold on to their goals or families to negotiate maintaining it many, many years later. For me, with my uncle and his two safes packed with pre-1933 $20 gold coins, that's where I put my money and hold my wealth. It's a true supply and demand market. It levels the playing field. So if you haven't done this yet, you wanna make sure that you watch last week's video on the hidden dangers behind the debt crisis and start your gold and silver strategy. Put your goals first. If you need some help defining your goals, we're here to be of service. So click that Calendly link below and All right, give us so a call. Y'all have heard us give the spiel, uh, but honestly- Lynette does it better. Lynette does it way better. And- You guys see why we send you there now? She's incredible. Like so her, her uncle was in this market. Yeah, and I didn't know he had a bunch of pre nineteen thirty. So I what did. happened yeah. in nineteen thirty? What is she talking about? For people who don't know, the government made it illegal. Oh yeah, to hold gold. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they confiscated all the gold except for the collectible coins. Right, you had a, you had a brain fart there. I did. No, I'm sorry. I'm already like I'm still so angry at the fact that those people. I was working on a response to that in my head. The, they they people, stole. So how much did they? And say? then the Supreme Court won't take up the case. That to me shows you that the Supreme Court is in on it. So if there is like, one I'm case, fuming. no, no, no. If there's one case, I'm going to take my glasses off for this one. If there's one case that the Supreme Court has to take, it's what is constitutional money. 
And is it constitutional? Was it even constitutional to make gold and silver, which is constitutional money, non-constitutional money? How exactly. is it that the, the president of the United States can, does not get to override the Constitution? Okay? You don't get to say, hey, we're going to... It was FDR that made gold illegal. Okay? This was not a constitutional amendment. A constitutional amendment, did you know, has to go and be ratified by two-thirds of the states? Exactly. And two-thirds of the states did not go and ratify that gold and silver should not be legal tender. So they are literally stealing gold and silver from the American people, and I mean literally. All right? So why... And the question must be asked... Why? Why? Why have they been doing it? Why are they doing it now? Because What's if you the hold this, then you have power over your life and you have autonomy. Come on. You have autonomy because this cannot, this is not subject to inflation. Gold and silver are not subject to inflation because they're real and they're tangible and you hold them in your hand. And our friend Jason said that he watched Michelle's amazing video on marriage, divine marriages, natural marriages, and man-made marriages. And at the end, God gave me an epiphany on why we need to be uh, using gold and silver. And he's like, I finally got it. Your mom has been talking about it. So go and watch that video. Uh, it should I actually think it's from June 14th. So you really should take the marriage video and make it like one of your pinned videos for a while or something somewhere. So people can go and find that because that was, that was one of the most important videos that we've ever done. It says huge word, I think, um, on marriages. So let me read some comments over here on rumble. So, uh, Isaiah 41 10 says, wow, dumb move. Uh, so what happens when the system crashes? Bank accounts are zeroed out, but loan amounts owed are not. No, loan amounts usually will be too. You know, and that's the very interesting thing. One of our best friends always comes to me and she's like, Michelle, I still don't get it. So what happens when the system crashes and I owe, can they then come and confiscate my house? Probably not. Probably not because it will be everyone. When the system mm -hmm. crashes, it will be everyone. But here's the other thing. Wages will have to rise. They may even force employers mm -hmm. to raise wages. But right. what they will not do, is because they can't, is you owe, let's say you owe $100,000 on your home. And inflation goes the way of Venezuela, where a loaf of bread that costs $3 now costs $300. Yeah. Okay. So now your income has to match that because they'll force, force employers, they'll do whatever their modern monetary theory, they'll give money away, whatever it is. More than likely, you will then be able to pay off your home loan because your income will now have quadrupled or I don't even know what words are uh, for beyond that because your loan amount will remain the same. Um, but beyond that, do you know how they've done the student debt cancellations? A lot of loans are going to go that way. However, I want to put a giant, you didn't hear this from me, caveat on all of this. Guys, we can only predict what we can predict. Please do not then go racking up credit cards, buying home loans, getting homes, buying big cars now because Michelle said the that is will 1 be million out. percent the wrong thing to do. Yes. Okay. Please. I cannot emphasize that enough. All right. So I'd like to say I'm not done okay. with the comments. Okay. Ken says. Okay, Ken. Thank you both for such great reports. Y'all's Red Pill series is a true eye opener Woo! and makes sense as a king in this awesome kingdom of Jesus. I love y'all getting the Revelation Red Pill. Smackdown. You are awesome. All right. I got a couple more questions from earlier that I or comments that I want to read. 
So Wicked Psych says, the lettuce I grew this year is growing very large, but is still a little wit witty and tastes a little grassy or peppery. I am trying to figure out if I should trim outside leaves for regrowth or cut at, a, at the stalk, but the crown of the inner lettuce is very short still. Any suggestions? Leah, you're our lettuce professional. Depends on what type of lettuce you have, because if you're just growing leaf lettuce, you're supposed to be picking that as it grows. So you need to know the difference of whether you planted a head lettuce or a leaf lettuce. Does that make sense? Yeah. So leaf lettuce, you can cut all the time. Um, time is short. Where are you at? I, what state are you in? Because like that would depend on your heat level. Yeah. When you're. All right. Back over here on D Live, we have uh, fake money laundering operations in foreign countries from Linda Globalization. Yes, Jesus Christ is coming back, but God still wants to redeem more. Uh, she says, who cares about money? Can't go to heaven. So, and then Patriot Gallery is saying, here's the deal. Who cares about money? Did you know that God cares about money? Yeah. God says that he hates unjust weights and balances. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. He says, you can't take it with you. You're right. You can't. But by operating using the deceptive fake money system god cares about deception he cares about cheating. god cares. He cares about lying yes so it's not so much about using gold and silver and it is actually about this a little bit because it's god's money and it is anointed it's what god designed as money it's more for me for right now about getting out of the system that is corrupt that corrupts and is tainted with demonic forces so the, those who created, see, our country was a great country. It was founded upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was founded upon biblical principles. And the founding fathers said, if we're going to keep this nation going straight, there are things that we need to do. And they created the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And there's a huge part of the Bill of Rights, and a huge part of the Constitution. Um, first of all, we've got, why care about freedom of speech? Right. Why? Does God care about freedom of speech? Yes. Does God care about abortion? God cares about how we conduct business with one another and right. how we treat one another. Right. God, this is what, I, I, at some point you'll understand. And you will, you will, you will. And God bless you for, for, for coming. Sticking with us. When the Federal Reserve was created in 1913, it created a fake monetary printing press so that those who do bad things... And throughout all history, people do bad things, could expound upon their bad things and do even worse things. You know, all of the corruption that we see on the scale and level that we see the right now. The scale of corruption is, is kept low when you're using this. You know, there wouldn't be an Epstein mansion no to, there would have been no jets no to take those people no to. do you know that the internet that we have right now we wouldn't actually be communicating with you right now if it weren't for the fake, fake fiat system maybe uh two or three four or five hundred years from there now, would be possibly no world war one no world war two world war one all those countries in world war one went off the gold standard okay when you stick to gold and silver, it keeps your corruption, which corruption is bad and corruption can still happen with and gold corruption and silver. corruption is inevitable. And corruption is inevitable. But our founding fathers created this, this, this great country. And they're like, let's keep corruption at bay. Exactly. We're going to, we're going to do gold and silver coins. So essentially the fake fiat system and especially fractional reserve banking 
literally and figuratively gives crooks and cronies not only a blank check, but a free license to do things on a scale that is and should be unimaginable. So ESG, the environmental, uh, what, what did we say it was? Safety. No, it wasn't safety. It's social. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Environmental Social Governance, governance. Board. That's okay. It so it's the P it's this new deal where everybody, all these companies have to fall in line with the LGBT agenda. Okay. They do so because the bankers make them and they all need to go to bankers. You, I'm going to try to explain this one more time to you guys because most of you do not own businesses. If you owned a business, you would understand exactly what I'm talking about. But because you don't own, uh, own a business... Businesses run on a cycle of credit. Credit comes in. That's how they, they, so Walmart buys all of its products on credit. Okay. And then because on its books, it, it, it has this credit line and then it has its profit. So you want credit as a company because the credits are what you write off. What you buy on credit is you write off those are, you know, these expenses that you have over here. Those are not realized profits that you only pay taxes on your realized profits. So you're a builder, you're building a home. You're gonna go to a bank, you're gonna get three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars and you're gonna get that in material and you're gonna use that credit line to build the house. Okay, and then hopefully somebody comes and buys that house from you. When you're AT&T, you're gonna go and you're gonna get a big giant multi-million dollar line of credit to run your lines to but get, get your phones i think people understand that but what they don't understand is that line of credit is fake money it's it all comes fake. out of real. thin air it's not like leah you have a pile of a thousand dollars and, and i come to you to and you. i say leah can i borrow your thousand dollars no that's not what this credit is they're not borrowing real money there's no real money left literally your paper dollar, even your paper dollar isn't real. So the more crooked you are, the bigger your company. Because exactly. you've decided, I'm going to... Uh, here's the thing. If you if you as a human being could go and just borrow $20 million, could you not start a giant company and make a, make a lot of money? Right. But you've got to convince the bank to give you $20 million to start your company. These companies but even the never... bank isn't giving you twenty million dollars. Yeah, the bank is giving you fake. So they're not happened... giving you anything. They are they are somehow just transferring non-existent stuff into your account. So what happened was during the Trump era, interest rates went down really really low, and companies started to to borrow more and more and more money because exactly. those interest rates were really low. The 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 Pied Piper. Pied Piper these companies to, 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 to taking out these giant loans. And guess what? Those interest rates are rising. That's why people can't buy houses like they used to. So what we're, what we're seeing is a giant tsunami is coming to hit the financial markets. And it's coming, it's coming quickly, and it's coming hard. And so com countries that know what the, know that it's coming are buying gold. So Leah and Michelle, why are you doing another stupid advertisement to save your behind? Because I love you and I care about you. And we have people come to me and say all the time, well, my family, they were in fire and EMS and, and, and they have um, a retirement account. Well, your retirement account is uh, dependent upon the stock market. That stock market is going to go the way of the volcano. I, the what? That's going to go. I was going something that stinks. 
extinct, but a volcano is good. No, not extinct. I just mean it's going to burn up. It's going to go the way of the Ocean Gate submersible it's vessel. It's the Titan. It's the Titan. I don't know when. Poof. I just know it is. Okay? It just is. All right. So what I want to do is say goodbye to Facebook. I've already last dropped part. the links for Rumble in the chat. For the last part, we are going to cover uh, the Durham report, and I don't know what I'm going to say, so we're just going to go uh, the Durham, not the report, but the Durham testimony. So we're going to say goodbye to Facebook, and, and we're going to join us on Rumble for the And we're going to discuss schools allowing children to identify as cats, horses, and dinosaurs. Oh, dear God. So okay. before we go to the last story of the day, which is the Durham, which is Durham um, Durham's testimony, uh, we're going to talk about um, children now in school. So in the UK, uh, according to an investigation that was conducted by The Telegraph, schools in the UK are now allowing children to identify as all sorts of things. At a state secondary school in Wales, one student is said to meow when asked questions by a teacher rather than answering in English. In other schools, one apparently insists on being addressed as a dinosaur. One claims to identify as a horse, while another is said to wear a cape and demands to be acknowledged as a moon. In the old days, teachers wouldn't deal, would, would know how to deal with this kind of nonsense. But now, pupils claim teachers are not allowed to get annoyed about such behavior in case it is seen as being discriminatory. So the uh, 13-year-old girl was recently called despicable by her teacher when she confronted a classmate that identified as a cat. A 13-year-old girl was called despicable by her teacher at a Church of England school in the United Kingdom on Friday. After asking a classmate how she identifies as a cat, the schoolgirl and her friend were reprimanded by her, their teacher at the end of the eighth of an eighth grade life education class, where they were told you could be uh, what you want to be and how you want to identify as. And then you've got um, public school teachers in New York. Are, New York are now being instructed to keep children's gender transition secret from their parents. So, forty-two page. Pages of new guidance for our public schools Monday that includes a section about keeping children's gender transitions secret from their from their parents. Wow. And that's what this is all about. Not even so much. Let me let me break this down. We're upset about the gender transitioning. Then we're upset about them keeping the secret from the parents. But essentially what all of this is about is about removing parental rights from children. Essentially saying that kids and parents, kids and teachers yeah. can decide what is right for the child. So it's why do we even it's have, Satanism. but why do we even have laws that say you can't get a tattoo or you can't drive a car, you can't drink, you can't buy cigarettes? Why do we even have these laws for children at this point? I identify as an old enough person to do all of those things. But you know what? I don't even think it's about kids anymore because Mike Pence, what play this, Mike Pence tells Jordan Peterson that, um, Adults should be able to legally change their sexes because it's it, because he's a Christian and love your neighbor. Uh, to uh, prohibit uh, gender transition, chemical or surgical treatment for children under the age of eighteen. I, I look at uh, I'm I, I'm libertarian enough to say if, if you're an adult, live while you live. Uh, you know uh, I may not agree with decisions you make, but we'll love you and and. and uh, 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 love our neighbor as ourselves as my faith requires right but first of all your faith does not say to love your neighbor so that they cut off their genitals no. there's nowhere in the bible by the way that's not Pence. love your neighbor but your religion which whatever it is which we now know is some sort of weird jesuit cult yeah may actually allow for that yeah 
That's well, disgusting. Well, <coughs> so, bless you. <coughs> excuse me. God bless you. That's got on my leg. I'm so sorry. If we had doctors who are cutting people's arms off because people identified as then you just want to be a pirate. Arr, maybe. Okay, then that that doctor needs to lose their medical license because they the the first one is do no first, harm. Do no harm. And if you have properly working genitals, then no, they don't get to get cut off. That is harm. Harm. All right. Speaking of harm, let's go to uh, John Durham over here. And let's just hit, I want to hit, I'm going to go through some of these that I've got up and close that one down. Close that one down. Close There's that one so down. Many. I know, but we're getting to the end. Okay. But, uh, all right. So I'm going to just hit some of these clips and we're do some sharing. highlights from, oh, close that one down. You can right, share. We'll get it. It's okay. Uh, from the testimony that Durham gave you got the power. in front of the house this week. That one's more Hunter old, Biden. Yeah, more Hunter. We're done with that. We are done with Hunter for now. There's probably a good portion of people that just skipped that whole section of the show. That, um, things can go uh, too much further with the view that uh, law enforcement, particularly the FBI, the Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. Um, the nation can't stand under uh, under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think that um, things can go. Uh, too much further with the view that uh, law enforcement, particularly the FBI, the Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. Exactly. So he says that, but he's speaking out of two sides of his mouth, okay? He really is. But he knows they run a two-tiered system of justice, injustice. <laughs> so we're, uh, you guys need to understand, there were people, John, uh, um, sorry, McCabe, Comey, Strzok, who just didn't want to be interviewed and so he never got to interview them team did our government receive intelligence that suggested secretary clinton had approved a plan to tie president trump to russia yes was that intelligence important enough for director brennan to go brief the president of the united states the vice president of the united states the attorney general of the united states and the director of the fbi yes and was that intelligence put then into a memorandum a referral memorandum yes and was that memorandum then given to director comey and agent struck that's who was addressed to, yes. Did Director Comey share that memorandum with the FISA court? I'm, I'm sorry, can did you? Did he share that memorandum with the FISA court? Did Director Comey do that? I'm not aware of that if he did. Did he share it with the, with the lawyers preparing the FISA application? Not to my knowledge. Did he share it with the agents on the case working the Crossfire Hurricane case? No. Didn't share it with the agents on the case. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically Supervisory Special Agent Number One? We interviewed the uh, first supervisor of the um, Crossfire uh, investigation, um, the operational person. Uh, we showed him the intelligence um, information. Uh, he indicated he had never seen it before. Uh, he immediately became uh, emotional, uh, got up and left the room with his lawyer, um, spent some time in the hallway, came back. Um, he was ticked off, wasn't he? Yes. He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important information that the director of the FBI kept from the people doing the investigation. The information was kept from him. 16, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan? 
So the the crossfire hurricane, the people who were on it, the FBI agents who were on it, said that they didn't know that the information came from Hillary Clinton. And they should have known, and it was withheld from the investigators. Blanco's status as a paid informant, a confidential human source, concealed from you for any period of time? Um, I'm not sure that it was concealed. We was Danchenko's status Danchenko. as a paid informant, a confidential human source, concealed from you for any period of time? Um, I'm not sure that it was concealed. We, we found that out. We were trying, once. Uh, when, we when, when did you learn about it? When we started to um, the investigation and the uh, how long it took for the FBI to identify this principal subsource and why the principal subsource wasn't identified earlier. That's when we came across Danchenko. We then asked the Bureau for, uh, we found out he was a confidential human source. We asked the Bureau for his informant file, and that's when we um, gleaned that uh, information. Okay, so it was from his informant file once you got that from the FBI. Was there any delay in furnishing that to you? Um, not that I recall, no. Do you have any recollection? You were investigating, you said, from May 2019. He was a CHS until October 2020. Yes. You know when in that period of time, roughly, you learned that he was a CHS? Um, you know, probably halfway through there, but I, 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 I would, I'm not, I'm not certain. Okay. Why didn't you interview him while he was a paid source for the FBI? Um, let me see. So with respect to um, Mr. Danchenko, he was um, interviewed by the Bureau in January 2017. We had brought the, the attention of the new administration and the FBI, Mr. Danchenko's circumstances, including the prior espionage case that they never resolved or uh, addressed. Right. I understand uh, all those details. I'm asking why you didn't, why you didn't interview him. So when um, uh, we were dealing uh, with that section, Mr. Um, Danchenko was uh, represented by counsel. Um, Mr. Danchenko, as you may know, in the normal course, um, you have to advise people whether they're subjects or targets of investigations. And we uh, did not arrive at a point in, uh, where we could interview Mr. Denchenko. So many people that they could not interview. Just so many of them. It's very convenient, by the way is fatally corrupt. The justice system is totally broken. That's what we can conclude from the Durham report. His report hammers home two separate points time and again. The FBI opened an investigation into the Trump campaign entirely without reason or any underlying predication. And the FBI protected the Clinton campaign, but the Durham report is also deeply flawed. There are no convictions. Dems will be able to rebut Durham's report simply by saying if Durham's findings were so damning, why was no one convicted? And we have a number of questions ourselves. Why were so many major figures like FBI Director James Comey, Peter Strzok, and Glenn Simpson not compelled to sit for an interview? Why did Durham fail to utilize classified information in his analysis? Why did Durham limit his scope primarily to the actions of the FBI? And why did he fail to examine events beyond early 2017 when Crossfire Hurricane morphed from a relatively quiet pre-election investigation into a full-blown public investigation of the president? The FBI is fatally corrupt. The just. Mm. Let me say that twice. Those are good questions. Those are the questions we've been asking, by the way. Yes. I'm going to play this by Chip Roy. He wants to know why other people. October 3rd, 2016, the FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to provide corroborating evidence of the allegations in his reporting. Is that correct? Yes. Was that paid to him? I'm sorry, was that what? Was that paid to him? 
Uh, that money was never paid out. There was right. no corroborating information. Mr. Steele relied solely on a single unnamed subsource, correct? Um, he said that he had a primary subsource who had a network of subsources. On October 18, 2016, the FBI, FBI submits the application for Pfizer surveillance relying heavily on the Steele dossier. No corroboration, correct? And no corroboration for the substantive claims in that. But they knew Steele was a signed up paid informant. Could have asked for sources, never did, said he was reliable, no record of reliability, correct? Mr. Steele had provided information in other areas, not in this area, in prior occasions. FISA application relied, according to your report, at least in part on the Clinton plan intelligence, correct? I'm sorry, can... And they, the FISA application relied, according to your report, at least in part on the Clinton plan intelligence, correct? Yes. And they knew Steele had been hired by Fusion GPS and Fusion had been hired by a law firm on behalf of senior Democrats and that HC was aware, correct? At various points in time, those things became known to the FBI, yes. And at December 2016, the FBI determined that Igor Danchenko, a Russian national, was previously subject to FBI investigation to be Steele's subsource, correct? Yes. They do not talk to Danchenko before the next FISA application, correct? Correct. January 12, 2017, the FBI goes back to renew the application for FISA surveillance, correct? Yes. Coincidentally, one week before Trump is inaugurated, correct? Correct. They then, after two trips to FISA, finally talked to Danchenko, basically determined it's all crap because they've been relying on a Democrat, Democrat operative, Dolan, correct? Well, part of that is true. They um, uh, clearly had relied on the information in the Steele dossier. There was a portion of one report from Steele that was definitely tied to Mr. Dolan. Then in March of 2017, Jim Comey testified here on Capitol Hill that the FBI, under its counterintel authorities, has investigated Trump for collusion with Russia and people might get indicted, correct? Correct. Is it normal for the FBI director to talk about Pfizer-related investigations publicly? Um, As a general matter? I would say a general matter, I would say no. Right. And again, knowing full well the uncorroborated allegations, knowing full well the genesis of said investigation was tied to Hillary Clinton's campaign, which the FBI director would have known. People in the FBI knew that. Correct. April 2017, they go back to FISA. They report they've interviewed principal source and that the source is credible, but they leave out the entire fact that it's only credible and making clear that they relied upon before was total garbage. They continued through the summer of 2017, correct? That's correct. Under federal law and FISA rules, once they know there is an error or some material fact is incorrect in previous applications, you're supposed to correct that, right? That's correct. Was that done here? Yes or no? Not at the time. Was Deputy Director McCabe in charge of this investigation? Uh, Deputy Director McCabe had um, uh, direct involvement in the investigation. Was Deputy Assistant Director Peter Strzok heavily involved in the investigation? And was FBI Director Comey briefed on the investigation? The evidence that we, just, uh, uh, on, um, that we came upon was, yeah, they were definitely, this is driven by each, the seventh floor. Each FISA application is a verified application, and there's a Woods file with every factual assertion kept in a file, correct? Correct. Is it reasonable to believe that senior FBI leadership and indeed senior leadership at the DOJ did not know all these failures to ensure truthful facts were used for each FISA application, an application directly focused on an American presidential campaign? Is it reasonable to believe that senior FBI leadership and indeed senior leadership at DOJ did not know these failures? That, um, I would distinguish between what the FBI knew and what the Department of Justice uh, knew. So FBI leadership knew it? The FBI and people in the FBI knew this information. Not everybody knew everything, but they had all of this information. So two final questions. In the fall of 2021, our colleague, Mr. Schiff, said in an interview, but at the beginning of the Russia investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. 
Is it remotely, remotely conceivable that the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and the lead prosecutor of the impeachment of President Trump was uninformed that this investigation was kicked off based on a Clinton campaign Democrat-funded report with a witness, Mr. Steele, claiming facts that were uncorroborated and that ultimately came from a subsource of Democrat operative, Mr. Dolan. Is that conceivable? Um, you know. And is, in fact, there evidence out of the House Intelligence Committee that directly contradicts that and that he did know, in fact? I'd, yeah, I wouldn't know what Mr. Schiff would know um, but at the time. Finally, a final question. For the average American watching this, besides being fired, have Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, or Peter Strzok been held accountable for these glaring violations? Have they been hauled before a grand jury or charged in any way? And if not, why not? So they have not been. Um, well, I'm not going to talk about matters that occurred before the grand jury because I can't. Um, but with respect to have uh, any of those individuals been charged, the answer is no. You'll back. Wow. Way to go, Chip. And the answer is no. And one more video here from Matt Gates on uh, flesh wounds to the deep state here. That am no, yes. Sorry, but was he, this whole thing was an op, Mr. Durham. This wasn't like a bumbling, fumbling FBI that like couldn't get FISA straight. They ran an op. So who put Mifsud in play? You don't know, do you? I do not know that. I can't okay, give I've got the real years. thing here. But this of the entire hearing, and look, there's no stronger supporters of Jim Jordan than the War Room and the War Room Posse. But I just didn't get the whole thing when it started with the kind of saney Durham. I'm kind of waiting there. We didn't even know you came in last. That question is the most important question of the entire hearing. Yeah, this, tell, the, this the frustration that my constituents have is we're millions of dollars into this, years into this, and we don't know who ordered the op. Like, isn't that the fundamental question when Biden and Susan Rice and Comey but explain that to the, and Clapper, Explain that to the American people. When you said this is not just some bumbling guys or some overreaching guys, right. this was an op. What look, do you mean by that? Look, they wanted to Without use... Without being a conspiracy theory yeah, guy. I'm not a conspiracy. Know, know. You know, they all say it's a conspiracy theory until then later they have to admit it's true. They said that my perspective on this was a conspiracy theory until the Durham report comes out. But Durham made sure that it was only flesh wounds on the deep state, that he didn't go for any of the vital organs. And that was really my critique. But here's what I mean about it being an op, Steve. You know, what they wanted to do was use national security tools to be able to surveil and harm President Trump's campaign. And the only way they were going to do that was by manufacturing an illusory predicate. And so they, they, they figure out that they need to go find somebody to just to puppet so that that person will say something that they can lash a predicate to. And so they go and send this FBI employee, this attractive woman as a honeypot to go and, and gaslight George Papadopoulos. And then they've got this kind of interesting professor guy who says, hey, to Papadopoulos, you know, Russia's got all this dirt on Hillary Clinton and we could make a deal. Whoever ordered Mifsud to do this is the actual true culprit of the Russia hoax. Who ordered the honeypot? And, and, and the fact that my friends and colleagues would sit there for hours and go back and forth with Durham as if all of these, you know, surface level issues about the FBI being corrupt and some of their people being bust, as if that's the real thing. That's noise. The signal is this was an operation. Someone ordered it. And because they got away with it, they will do it again. And we see the pattern recognition because very similar to the Hunter Biden laptop thing, right? An op gets called by Mike Morrell 
The guy's the former acting head of the CIA. These are not Grundoons, okay? This is the elite level of the deep state. An op gets called, they run it, and they're able to shape the outcome of elections as a consequence. In a way, the Russia hoax was really the trial run for what they ended up doing on the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, go back. To, you say get to the heart of this, the main thing about the op. You sit on judiciary. That report doesn't have to end this. Can't you as judiciary with Jim Jordan and yourself take this as a take this as a predicate and go forward with this? Our work does continue. And I am working with my colleagues on the Judiciary Committee to ripen these questions, to get them going. But the inevitable question from the posse is, so then who goes to jail for all this? And the reality is, for probably a lot of good reasons, the United States Congress can't put handcuffs on anybody, and the folks at the Department of Justice are wearing the jersey of the other team. And so, But you could do the work so that when we take over in January 25, we're set to go, right? Well, we have to get an attorney general with some gumption. Maybe that guy's Matt Gates. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. You know... Guys, Trump, Trump, for whatever reason, I'm going to put words in Leah's mouth here. For whatever reason, we don't know what's going on with Trump. But as far as I'm concerned, we just have to act as if he is a non-available player. Um, we He is not going to help us at so, this point. So when, so when Jeff Sessions recruits himself. Oh, then Trump has the ability to appoint a new attorney general. Hang on. What? We lose somebody? What? We're stuck? Might be on DLive. It looks like we went out on Rumble. Oh, really? You know, we've got our water out right now. The internet's going out. We are under spiritual attack. We just bind a gag Satan from getting our message out. Somebody's back. Oh, really? No, look, like we're, like we're there. We're there. All right, we're good. Right we're good. <laughs> what is that noise, by, by I have way? no... I went upstairs to see what the noise is. There's like a rumbling. In it literally right says now. on rumble... They're speaking of rumbling. It literally says on rumble there's only one person watching. Oh, that's crazy. But now over here it says 58. So, all right. Carry on. I don't know what's going on. Carry on my no, stop with the song. Yeah, I know. Oh my I gosh. Can't stop it. I can't stop it. What um, were you getting ready to say about Trump? Why? Why didn't you just put the right people in the right positions? Why did you play around with Comey? Why did you pussyfoot around with Fauci? Why did you not fire McCabe? Everybody kept saying that if you fire McCabe, then they'll put you in jail. No, the people investigating you fire their booties. That's what Joe Biden would have done. Look what they've done. He he put everybody in place to, to have his son taken care of. Everywhere. Throughout the whole FBI, DOJ, all that craziness. Trump's got to come and, put, and, and tell me, this is who I'm going to put in this position. This is who I'm going to put in this position. And I'm sorry. I was, I messed up. I, I should have done this and I should have done that. Okay? I know you guys love Trump and I get it. But like, seriously... You will, we will get nowhere unless we have somebody like Matt Gates as an attorney general. We won't get anywhere unless somebody like Thomas Massey can go I in and clean house. I want assurances from Trump that he 
recognizes that he put in all the wrong people and that he's at the very minimum Bill Barr was horrible, but you picked him. Um, uh, and he, Mike Pompeo is horrible, but he was right by your side. Miley, can we trust a Trump? all these guys listen, so listen. bad. Can we trust a Trump who Bill Barr says I would testify against Trump, and Trump still says Bill Barr's a good guy? Honestly, I think they put something in his vaccine. I do. Everybody who got the vaccine went cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Now, does that mean, Leah Michelle, does that mean you're big DeSantis buffs? No, I'm not an anybody buff right now. There's no one I'm on the Jesus field. Buff. I'm a Jesus buff. I'm praying we're going to be pulling down these strongholds. And I'm telling you what, Trump has to repent. Regardless of what happens to him in an election, in a run for 2024, literally he needs to repent for a multitude of reasons. All right. Uh, we are going to sign off here because I got to figure out what the rumbling is in my house. It's not that bad. It kind of stopped now. Isn't it? Able, and it's, then we don't have water. And we don't have water. But here's the deal. Now, for those of you who are watching live, and I already mentioned this on the Brighteon program, but we are doing a really, really, really awesome event coming up this uh, July 4th. So it's the 3rd through the 5th. I'm going to cover up Leah there. Bye, Leah. Bye. So right here. You want to come with us? No, you don't get to point at it. There you go. There you go. There you go. July 4th or 3rd, 4th, and 5th, we're going to go to Sparks in the Parks here in Milford. We're going to hand out free tickets because we've bought 100 tickets to see the Sound of Freedom the next day, which is on the 4th of July. We're going to go to the matinee showing of the Sound of Freedom at the Milford at Showcase Cinemas. And you can come. You can come for free. Let us know if you want to so, come. So let me, let me show you all what to do here. Okay. So let me shrink this fire right there. So you're going to go to resistancechicks.com. I just put this up. Okay. See if it's going to actually take me to my website. There it did. So you're going to go to resistancechicks.com and right here it says Remnant Revolution Tour. Do you see that how I highlighted it? Boom. Remnant Revolution Tour Cincinnati free tickets. Click on that. Here's the flyer. Well, the flyer is down here, but right here you're going to put in your name. Hey, I want uh, I want my, I think our phone number just showed there, but it's our home phone number, so good luck with that. I want to put in my first name, my last name, my email, my phone number. Can you join us in person for the July 4th showing? You're going to click yes. How many people are you reserving for? I limited that to four. Per, you'll have to do another registration if you need more than four. Here's the flyer. Um, there's the Remnant Revolution Tour video promo that they've got there. So you're going to come here. All the information that you need is actually at the Remnant Revolution Tour website. You're gonna click on that. Um, for the Milford, Loveland, Cincinnati, Oxford, Ohio thing, literally Robert has done a phenomenal job. Of yeah, and you this, can actually text together. Jamie as well for tickets. Exactly, so everything that you need to uh, know to come. Michelle, I live out of the country, then you can't come, and I'm sorry. Michelle, I live in California, you can't come, I'm sorry. But if you live within somewhat of a driving distance, you could make a plan, you could get a little hotel if you lived in, in Kentucky and come up and stay for a few days and spend the 4th of July with Michelle and Leah, Banners for Freedom, Krista, Elisha, fireworks, movies, witnessing, handing out free tickets, and then a prayer and praise gathering in Oxford with Krista Elisha. We'll probably be prophesying over people. It's just, and it's, we got a permit for this park there. It's going to be awesome. So we want you guys to come with us. Okay. So last but not least, it's summertime. Go to mypillow.com and get you the slippers. Now, 
Also though, Leah, you probably didn't know this. Let's go to MyPillow.com together. The dog beds that I have never seen go on sale. Really? Are on sale right now. And our dogs love the dog beds. The towels are on sale right now. The My Coffee is 50% off. The all season slippers are 25 bucks. Now that's just a steal. Go and get you those, okay? The Percal sheets start at 25 bucks. Um, let me get down here to the dog blankets that I saw that were on sale. They've got beach blankets and towels. They're up to 60% off. Um, the three inch mattress topper is 50% off. I just wanted to get to the dog beds here. I might just have to enter it into the little search bar there. Here we go. I have not seen the MyPillow dog beds go this low. You need, you, um, depending on what size, let's choose a regular size for like a dark, a regular. So 70 bucks, this dog bed, I am telling you is worth 70 bucks. We yeah. own it. It is a phenomenal dog bed. Mm -hmm. It comes in all different colors. I think this is the color That's that we have. we have. It's That's reversible. Exactly all the have. dogs love it. It's it's the exact same stuff that's in the pillows yeah. in the dog bed, which makes it washable. Like yeah. you should wash it and it'll get fluffy. And again. the sandals, you guys, really, the just the sandals are so cheap. I can't even... They're the like sandals, uh, Lee and I are living in these sandals practically every day. Okay, so go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code RC or resistance chicks. Either one will work and get your summer stuff, birthday presents, even wedding presents. Like you could get sheets for somebody. I mean, it's like, this is a win, win, win all around supporting Mike Lindell. They are going to be doing an election integrity summit in Missouri again this year, second annual. Lee and I have been invited. I don't think we're going to be able to make it, but it, it it will be going on again. So you can look forward to that and also support Mike Lindell because he is, listen, we can talk about Trump all day long. We can talk about DeSantis. None of that is going to happen at all. You won't get Trump or DeSantis unless we fix our elections. And that is what Mike Lindell is on the spear, uh, tip of the spear doing. So mypillow.com forward slash RC. That's our specific landing page and use promo code RC and support Mike Lindell. Um, all right. Thanks for being on Rumble. Just found you looking forward to Mo. And then she says more. Miss is socialite. Awesome. All right. Do you guys have any last minute comments or anything that you need to say um, before we sign off? We're so glad that you're here. Don't forget to tune in to our Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. Every single Wednesday. And guess what? Leah Faith. We're going to have on your favorite flyover conservatives who are also Revelation Red Pill. Boom, boom, boom. July 15th. 12th. 12th. David and Stacy Whited in the house. July, I think it is 12th. It's a Wednesday. We're taking um, over. We are taking over. And guess who we're going to have, I think, on the 10th or the 11th, the day before? Lynette. Lynette Zhang, who we just showed you. We're going to have her on the show. So I know we haven't been doing as many interviews as we used to do. That's because it's summer and it's time for us to be homesteading. So we've been kind of laying off the interviews. But if anybody wants to come on Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, we're already doing that show. So we can definitely host people. And we're very excited. I just got confirmation from Stacy today. So it's very excited. They interviewed Johnny Inlow. They did. So, Michelle, you're going to get a real live time. You know what? We, what else needs to be included in that, though, right now? Okay. So, um, well, I don't know if you guys, side. I don't know if you guys found out move your hair to the side. I don't know if you guys knew, but I had some dogs that drug me. It's like right there. That's, that's plenty. Drug me down the stairs. This is the CBD. A few weeks ago. Extreme terpenes. 
This is the intense therapeutic it gel. It feels really good. And I have been, I told Michelle, Michelle's like, my arm hurts. She so said, bad. while you're putting your makeup on, I'm going to do, I'm going to work out your arm. And I was like, no, you're not. I need both hands. Oh She's my like, gosh. what do you need both hands? I feel it. To put your makeup on for. So this is the um, organic body essentials. So I've got the ad right up uh, there. The therapeutic gel just feels like amazing. And I think it's Kevin Costner that gets it from Vicky Natale. And then she says to combine that with the CBD oil, which that website, all you have to do is add OBE dot in front of organicbodyessentials.com. Um, but after I fell down the stairs, I healed, but then my muscles started to seize up. And, and she doesn't tell anybody until I was telling it's Leah too today. Late. I was like, I think that I've I, there's. I thought I could just work it out by like just using my arms, but I don't. It's it's starting to freeze, and I haven't been putting the organic body essential stuff on there. I haven't been putting the CBD oil on it. Does it go so all the way down to here? It, yes, it actually. It's all the. It's everywhere. So I want you guys to go there and use promo code RC, and then maybe you can find a Leah. To break up, you know what massage all massaging is is to tear up muscles. That's the whole purpose of it is to tear muscles. You can feel like it a meat tenderizer. Unwinded. All right, right here. Yeah, can feel it. The Patrick Gallery says the water department keeps going back and forth. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually Wait, the truth, tell them. Does it? Is there any different? Like, oh, do geez. you feel a little bit different? Well, the, first of all, the the, the CBD oil. I'm not going to feel instantly. This stuff. Straight up, you're going to feel instantly. You it's feel like instantly? icy hot, but it feels good because icy hot is kind of like a chemical and you can, your body can tell that this is like food a, for your body. I I don't, I kind of know what I'm doing. I have a friend who is a it massage so bad. therapist and this is what she told me to do. It tear the muscles, essentially. Roll them down with your two thumbs. She would say, roll them down like I this. wasn't, I wasn't planning on you doing this on air so people can see the pain that I'm in. But yeah, that's, thank you, Leah. Say 5%. Say Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're going to sign off, and Leah's going to keep treating me like I'm a piece of meat, and she's the meat tenderizer. And we will see you on Sunday for our world news program, where we go all around the world and bring you the latest um, kingdom business lifestyle. Corey Gray, I don't know why he does this, but it works for him. He's got multiple channels on Rumble. I wish he would just stick with one so I could refer you to the one. But he did a video on um, communism, communism that was just, I mean, knocked it out of the park. So I'll try to share that on all of our platforms so you guys don't have to look for it. But it was really, really good. And I want to encourage you guys to go see it. Jack says, no pain, no gain. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling it. Okay. She'll we'll cry. On, no, I won't cry. It's not making me cry. I would tell you if it was making me cry. We'll see you on Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our world news. And then again on Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. I know it's not you guys. This past week with Jason was we dated on fire. The Dating the book of Revelation is so, so important. Far more than you think. Feels like it hurts here. It hurts everywhere, actually. Look, you're making my arm red. I don't know if it's if it's you or the organic body essentials. Okay, we're really going to say goodbye, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning. Thank you for supporting Resistance Chicks. We are so glad that you are here and tuning part of our in. family. And sharing these videos. So the, the new person, I don't normally massage my sister's arm on TV. To anybody that's watching for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird. I wanted to say your hair looks really nice like this, but how you had it on the Brighton show was really good. It was like up like really it, cool. Yeah. It fell down. Yeah. It looked fell. really nice. You guys can go back and watch that. I'll do a combo show so you can watch, watch, watch the first part. It's a back. It's a wardrobe change in between. Well, yeah. You're like Superman. Oh, now I'm really feeling the, you put a lot of that on there. I'm really feeling the um, therapeutic gel.
It's really hopefully it's good. it'll work. No, it, I, it's gonna work. Okay, adios, muchachos. See you next time. So